la 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ready, Set, Stream, Gilmore Girls edition. This time we are looking at season one, episode nine, Rory's Dance. Yes. <laughs> and don't you have a message for everybody, as always? Yes, I always do. Uh, you can like, rate, subscribe, share, comment, and where we lead, you can follow us at the links below. Yes, indeed. And listen, there is no try, there's do or do not. As Yoda would say. <laughs> As Yoda would say. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Oh, are you enjoying the Olympics? I actually am enjoying the Olympics. I have always enjoyed the Olympics. I remember as a little girl, it was a big deal, and we would sit down and watch the Olympics, watch the opening ceremony, see the torch lit. It was a big deal growing up in my household, so it's still a big deal to me. Much like the 1980s men's hockey team, USA, that defeated the Russians, I'm believing in a miracle, so all you streamers out there I'm still rooting for you mm, absolutely <laughs> although we may have mentioned this in the prior episode but if not we do have a somewhat small hostile streamer update don't we our son's coming around he, I think he's about to actually watch an episode or two he may if we keep going baby steps people baby steps he said that we were making him want to watch the show so forgive us if that's a repeat <laughs> we can't remember if we've said that before because it's not like we actually go back and re-listen to our nah. episodes do we <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no, never. We don't check those things out. No, we don't really. And obviously, a lot of people don't. Even <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully, they'll start. We have had a. Couple I'm right for you too. <laughs> we have had a couple of new states that have given yeah. us a quick little listen. Hopefully, they'll stick around and they'll find something that they like. Also, we're picking up a little traffic on our Instagram since people yeah. now kind of know that we're there. And but we're you know, some progress. You know how it is starting a new Instagram like where the, you have zero followers and you're little you're engine kind that of, could. We're yeah. chugging, chugging, chugging. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of getting think started. All right, so let's get into this. All right, we're gonna start. A, oh, well, I forgot to ask you whether you're enjoying the Olympics. Yes. Well, I was a little disappointed in Simone. Not drop, in her. Dropping But out. just that she had yeah. to. Because we were all pulling for her and it was a shock. That was so sad to me. But you know what? Yeah. I think she made the right call for herself. Well, your mental health is just as important as her physical. I'll know. say that. I do appreciate that she recognized that and well, took herself know, out. Well, you know, a different person might have continued to go on and try to push because they, you know, out, out of personal glory and yeah. brought their team down. But instead she chose, you know what? No, if I stay, this is going to drag my team down and I don't want to do that. Which I thought was very admirable well, of her. not only and that. And you know that was a hard decision to make. Yeah, not only that, it's very dangerous when you get lost in your airspace like that. In, in your head. Yeah, and no. Oh, yeah. when she's up in the air. Oh, well, can't. yeah. That's very She could have really hurt herself. Yeah. I just think she's a great lady. and Air awareness is what they, I think yeah. they taught it. Yeah, and I was sad that that had to happen, but I do think she made the right call. And, hey, we still got a silver out of it. That's nothing to scoff at. It's like bring it on. I know you got underwear up your crack, but it beats a scattered skull right now, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so, having said all that, we both enjoyed the Olympics. Now let's get into uh, right. to Gilmore Girls Season 1, Episode 9, Rory's Dance. The way this one starts out is, again, we have a Friday night dinner. We have Emily, Rory, and Lorelai, and Richard is not there. Emily is just kind of talking about how Richard is out of town. He's in Prague, and he is bringing Rory a special gift. And Rory's, like, amazed by the idea that he's in Prague, you know. Emily's mentioning castles, and, you know, Rory talks about how fun it would be to stay 
in a hostel. I just thought that was kind of cute. Are you getting the idea that Rory really loves to travel? Or the idea of travel, anyway? Yes, and her mom kept yeah, the, out on that. Yeah, Fez. Yeah. Where she's constantly mentioned that she yeah. wants to go to Fez. Now no she's like, Fez. Yeah. yeah. And now she's Known like, for their Medinas. Extremely <laughs> happy about possibly going to Prague one day. Then Emily, of course, mentioning the castles. And, and that spoke to me because I would love to visit any country that has castles. And you know, I've heard that Germany has some of the most beautiful castles in the world. Well, you heard that? Yes, that goes back to your roots, though. Yes. My dad traced our genealogy. I don't know if whether this is a good or bad thing to admit, but apparently our line can be traced all the way back to Edward the Longshanks, yeah. who was kind of a villainous <laughs> king. You never know. He was king over Scotland for a brief period of time. I don't know. It's kind of cool, but my roots are predominantly in the Scottish ancestry, so yeah, yeah I love Scotland. I'm sure you'll be canceled for that. <laughs> Uh, well, for which part? I'm, I'll love it. I'll probably say a ton of things on this. Stub your toe now and you're going to get it. i probably say a ton of things on this podcast every week that could get me canceled and probably yeah. has, but we keep it real. Hang in there, people. Yeah, we keep We're not going to sugarcoat things here. Anyway, Rory's talking about how fun it would be staying in a hostel. I think this was uh, pre the horror movie hostel because I think she would change her opinions. If she had seen of, that movie. Yeah, how fun and exciting it is to stay at a hostel. But that's how these horror movies start. They forego their intuition and their common sense. Yeah, let's go in this uh, dark, shady little hostel here. Let's see how this work out for us. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it can I only lead to their demise. I've actually never seen that movie, but I've heard oh. about it. Oh yeah. So anyway, Lorelai's just kind of sitting there while they're talking. She's playing with her food, which is unusual for Lorelai, I think. Until finally, <laughs> Emily's asking, "What are you doing?" She admits she's getting rid of her avocados, and Emily says, mm. "Since when do you not like avocados?" And Lorelai said, "Since the day I said gross, what is this?" And you said avocado. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Well, there's very little things that I won't eat, but when I don't like them, there is a no-go. It's much like when I made you some Brussels sprouts one time. Oh my God, no. (laughs) Me and Brussels sprouts, (laughs) we cannot commingle. I had a traumatic experience when I was a kid where I was forced to eat Brussels sprouts (laughs) when I was either six or seven years old. I can still recall the depth of the gagging that I endured (laughs) trying to get those things to go down and ever since then I've never touched a Brussels sprout ever <laughs> I can't make myself do it even though people have said to me well you know your taste changes you grow to be an adult Yeah. and I'm like no if you're traumatized you're traumatized you can't go near it again that Brussels sprout incident <laughs> is the very reason why I promised myself when I had children I would not force them to eat anything they did not want to eat Yeah. the deal was always with me and my kids you try it at least once if you don't like it you gag on it you don't have to finish it you never have to try it again. Well, that is the key, is to give them the choice, because my tastes have changed since I've grown, but if I was forced to, that kind of traumatized you to never want to try it ever again. Exactly. Even when I make you food, you don't even like certain foods touching. It's like you need those little divider trays, like in cafeteria, <laughs> where they do not Oh, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> You know, the funny thing, though, is that by doing that with my kids, they actually eat things that I still don't like. Yeah. They did the deal. They tried it. They liked it. So they keep eating it to this day. One example for me was I hated pumpkin pie when I was younger, but as I've matured and my taste buds have grown, I really enjoy pumpkin pie now. We all have stories like that, I think. So at this point, Emily gives up on Lorelai after the avocado conversation and turns back to Rory. She's asking her all about the winter formal at Chilton, and Lorelai's taken by surprise. 
surprised a little bit that there's a formal. And Rory's taken by surprise that Emily even knows about it. <laughs> and, of course, Emily refers to being a reader of the Chilton newsletter. <laughs> Naturally, at that point, Lorelai's stay-back instincts go Red off. Red flags are going on, yeah. Yeah, they raise, and she wants to know <laughs> when Emily started reading the newsletter. Well, as a major contributor <laughs> to Rory's education, I figured I had the right to ask for a newsletter to be sent to my house. Did she is what Emily says. think that she wouldn't be involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta wonder if Lorelai kind of thinks things through at yeah. times. So Emily gets up and actually goes to get her copy of the newsletter in the middle of dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And Lorelai, of course, sitting there still amazed, asking, are you serious? Oh, yeah. You're really gonna go get this? Emily's Deadly. like, and it's a good thing, too. Since you don't bother to read yours, one of us should be up to date on the goings-on at Roy's school. <laughs> so, of course, Lorelai insists that she does read it. And Emily, of course, is very skeptical, as she always is. Lorelai maintains insistence that she does read it. Emily is so skeptical that she feels the need to actually whiz Lorelai about what was on the cover just to prove <laughs> that she actually did read it. And Lorelai's like, it was a picture of a really rich kid in plaid. <laughs> and Emily shows her the picture and she says, it was a spotted owl. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, in plaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in plaid. yeah, she has to throw that back in. And Rory's over there just kind of holding back some laughter. I thought that was so hysterical when she said them owl in yeah. plaid. It was yeah. like they had to vote on their little hair berets and yeah. the plaid. Yeah, but of course <laughs> it, it can't stop there because it never does, right? No. And Emily just keeps prattling on about how owls are endangered and Chilton is taking donations. <laughs> and she looks at Roy and tells her that she made a sizable donation herself, <laughs> meaning of course that Emily did it for her in her name on her behalf. You know that's going to make Lorelai's hackles rise. She's not going to be able to take that. She immediately <laughs> tells Emily not to give anything on Roy's behalf and that she's going to do that. Yeah. And Emily's like, well, how can you know that you needed to give any donations if you don't read the newsletter? And of course, it just keeps going back and forth on Reddit, didn't read it, and <laughs> Emily finally says, you didn't know that they were even taking donations. And yeah. Lorelai, this is funny because I think it's true. Yeah. But Lorelai's like, it's a private school. They're always taking donations. Yeah. They teach a class in it. <laughs> I'll get them next time. And Emily's like, well, what about the owls? Lorelai, they'll live. And Emily was, well, apparently they won't, dear. That's why they need donations in the first place. Yeah, all of them are philanthropists. Anyways. But Emily's just one of those people that you're just not going to win the argument. No. So just you just concede. just concede and shut up. And don't you know? worry about it. Yeah. So at this point, Lorelai decides to let her mother win because where was it going to go? It was just going to keep going. And she asks Rory about the formal that's coming up. And Rory doesn't seem interested in wanting to go. You know, I was both surprised <laughs> and not surprised. Emily, of course, immediately insists, well, that's nonsense. She, of course, she's going to go. And Lorelai's like, not if she doesn't want to go. Naturally, Emily cannot understand why she wouldn't want to go. Her mother does. But, she knows uh, her more. But yes, she does know her more, but I was a little surprised that Emily didn't understand after the whole birthday party thing. Obviously yeah. she's forgetting she didn't get that the Rory message. Yeah. <laughs> she's forgetting that Rory is not BFFs with the Chilton kids. She didn't get the post it on that. No. But Rory gets up to go get a drink, and at that point, Emily takes the opportunity to lay the blame on Lorelai and ask her what she said to Rory, which, of course, baffles Lorelai. And Emily thinks that if Rory doesn't want to go, obviously, it had to be something that Lorelai did. Number one, I do think that's kind of an unfair statement, but Lorelai says, Mom, I promise. All I ever said to her about dances is that you go, you dance, you have punch, you eat, you take a picture, <laughs> and then you get optioned off to a biker gang from Sausalito. <laughs> well, as usual... She better not be riding on motorcycles. No. Lorelai has anything. <laughs> no, no. Because if you're going to throw your wife, life away, you better have my motorcycle. And that's a double meaning, as and we found out. Yeah. No more motorcycles. And in ever. case you weren't listening. <laughs> like Mommy Dares there, but motorcycles ever. Yeah, right. No more motorcycles ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
As usually, though, Emily doesn't like her joke. Lorelai has to insist that she didn't say anything to Rory to get her not to like dances. Yeah. And if Rory isn't into formals, that's her own thing. And for once, she actually asks her to drop it, please. Leave and it. honestly, I'm not sure that I've ever heard Lorelai actually say drop it before so definitively to her mom. And I actually thought it was kind of refreshing. Yeah, she's got a toot with her before, like Emily addressing her, but never like this. I no, never telling her to this level. Drop it. Yeah. yeah. So they both go back to their food until Emily sees her picking a tomato off her plate and asks, <laughs> what's wrong with the tomato? Mm-hmm. And Lorelai says, it was fraternizing with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's like the Which, little trays. Which of course must mean yeah. the avocado. That's like the little trays I was talking about where you don't want anything touching. I gotta get you the cafeteria trays. <laughs> it, it is very much like me. You will bring me a plate. It's got multiple you will different veggies it on it. I have to separate. You will pile them all where they're <laughs> touching and piled on each other and I have to spend time separating them into their own little piles and you're like, it all goes to one place. Well, I'm like the military. Just slap it down, consume, and it all mixes it, it all goes to one place. Yes. And my philosophy to that is, well, yeah, it all does go to one place, but I want to taste each thing as it does go down. You know, so I don't want it co-mingling, you know. Uh, and you so. know, I eat in like five minutes. I guess that was where I learned it. So I'm picky like Lorelai Eating is. on the fly, you know. Get it down and go. Yeah. Move, move, move. You know, like the Renaissance man. Eat now to just later. Right. So. <laughs> So, Lorelai and Rory are finally driving home, and Lorelai decides that she wants to kind of question Rory a little bit about why she didn't mention the dance. I think she already knows, but and, yeah. Uh-huh. She's got a, Pull a reason. Pull it out. Yeah, yeah, she wants to admit what's And wrong. Rory just immediately states that she's not going. And this is where I kind of paused, and I had to think. Although Lorelai may debate with her mother over things like this dance, she actually does take in what Emily has to say. Yeah. Because I see that even more with events that happen later in this episode. You can see it here a little bit because she's asking. So she did hear what Emily said and even though she argued with her at the time, she's trying to get to the bottom of this and encourage her to go if that's what she wants to do. Yeah, Rory will call her out on it later. We'll see that. She asked her why is it that she isn't going and Rory just says that she hates dances. Lorelai is very quick to point out though that she's never been to one (laughs) and it's like pulling teeth to get Rory to engage in this conversation it seems but because she says so (laughs) and Lorelai's like so you really have nothing to compare it to. You know? How do you know you don't like dances, in other words? Long Duck Dong had more experience than she did. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But Rory insists that she can imagine it. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, well, that's true. However, not really. Since you've never actually been to one, you're basing all of your dance assumptions on one midnight viewing of 16 candles. There's the donger. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And again, Rory says, so? And Lorelai's like, well, so you should have a decent reason for hating something before you really decide to hate it? And, you know, it's a good point, I think. Trust me, Rory says, I'll hate it. It'll be stuffy and boring. The music will suck. And since none of the kids at school like me, I'll be stuck in the back listening to 98 Degrees, watching Tristan and Paris argue over which one of them gets to make me miserable first. Yeah, I like 98 Degrees. Yeah. Uh, I like... They're actually a really good band, I think. Yeah, I think... Or were. A shame they broke up. Yeah, I think Nick Lachey was the talent there. Do we remember we watched the... They were all great the singers. The newlyweds but... with him and Jessica Simpson. Yes, and, oh my lord. You know, is it chicken or tuna? Yeah, that <laughs> was so funny. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> but you, you she all... She said, this is chicken of the sea. Yeah, Does that he... mean it's chicken or tuna? He tried to tell her to tone it down in her singing, and she's like, you don't like my singing. I was like, well, he had all the talent. He was just trying to help her. I and... mean, they're both talented, but I will say, he is a phenomenal oh, singer. Yeah. He can do things Between the two voice. of them. Yeah. And, and you really enjoy their Christmas song, don't you? Oh, I love their 
Christmas album. If you have, oh my God, if you do not have their Christmas album and you enjoy listening to Christmas music that's kind of a little, it's not the traditional type of Christmas song, definitely give the 98 Degrees Christmas album a try because if every day, if like every Christmas, day could be Christmas, yeah, one, oh, yeah. that's a great song. Their rendition of Silent Night was beautiful. Just give that album a try. Get the band back together, boys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> so Lorelai says, okay. Or it could possibly be sparkly and exciting. And you'll be standing on the dance floor listening to Tom Waits with some great looking guys staring at you so hard that you don't even realize that Paris and Tristan have just been eaten by bears. <laughs> now, I like Tom Waits, too. I do like Tom uh, Waits. Missing you. And then he was with Bad English. Every time I think of you, When I See You Smile is another one I like. He's been in several different bands. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great singer. Since Lorelai had mentioned a great looking guy that she would be with, He's like, well, what guy? And she said, I don't know. Maybe the guy who hangs out on our trees all day waiting for you to come home. And Rory says, Dean does not hang out in trees. <laughs> that reminds me of where Lorraine was asking George at the dinner table, yeah, what was that? Bird watching? And George was like, what? What? What, Lorraine? <laughs> what? <laughs> Tried to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, it's peeping Tom. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> so this, he was being a peeping she's Tom. She's kind of calling Dean out as a stalker here. <laughs> like, yeah, like a George little McFly. bit. <laughs> Yeah. And Lorelai says, well, he bashed his head on a branch last week when I came out of the house too quickly. And Rory just asks why she cares all of a sudden. I think this is definitely an avoidance tactic. Yeah, what's your Because she there? doesn't want to get to the heart of why she doesn't want to go. Yeah, let's, let's you know? move on. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, I don't care if you go. I just don't want you to miss any experience because you're too afraid. And, you know, I really love Lorelai's response there because, A, I love that Lorelai does not force Rory into things, but she does want to make sure that she's thought it through the right way and has come to the conclusion rationally. And B, because she knows there's more to it. She knows that there's a deeper reason that Rory is not yet copping to. Well, she's really a shy person anyways. She wouldn't even progress with Dean if it weren't for her mom's uh, nudging. And that's what she's doing here. She's this trying to true. get her over her fear. And Lane's Push nudging. Push over the hump. Yeah. And Lane's nudging Yeah, too. Lane's there too. Which, she calls which her on it. you're going to see more Lane nudging here in a few minutes. But yeah. Rory's like, well, I'm afraid of what? And Lorelai's like, of course, of asking Dean, you know, of him saying no. Of going to a dance with a bunch of kids who haven't accepted you yet. Of dancing in public. Of finding you should never be dancing in public. <laughs> yeah, I think she wouldn't have fared well with the Sadie Hawkins idea either. No. That's kind of like what she's having to do, though. Have to go ask the boy to the dance. Uh-huh. But not in her school. I get that. But yeah, she wouldn't have fared well with that situation either. Well, Rory finally admits it by basically saying, okay, I get it. And Lorelai's like, listen, I know you're not Miss Party Girl and I love you for that. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder, do you not join in because you really don't want to? Or because you're too shy. And if the reason you don't want to go is because you really don't want to go and not because you are in any way afraid, then this is the last time I'll mention it. I promise. Yeah, there it is. And again, I just love this about Lorelai because she's not imposing her own wishes on Rory, living vicariously like a lot of parents like to do, but she's making sure that her kid knows the opportunities, has them, and if she doesn't want them, she won't force her to to go after them. Yeah, that was her issue with Chilton in the first place. That's an understatement, Miss Party Girl, because she's all about the books, the books, the studying. She's there's no time for her. No downtime, no fun time. So she needs to get a life out. Absolutely. <laughs> That's basically what she's saying. So after Lorelai says that to her, Rory finally admits that there is another reason, which is that she doesn't have a dress. <laughs> well. And Lorelai offers to make her one and it's all about the dress. Yeah, know? well of course <laughs> it's all about the dress. After Everything's that, it's downhill. Down yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So Lorelai offers to make her a dress. And suddenly Rory starts to look a little excited when she says, really? He's perked up a little. And, you know, once Lorelai sees that spark of interest in her, yeah. she's like, we can get you new shoes, new earrings, have your hair done. And Rory's like, you won't think I'm an idiot? No. Nah. And Lorelai says, depends on what hairstyle you choose. This dance could be great for you. She's leading the horse to water. Yeah. Will she make her drink? Let's find out. So <laughs> it took Lorelai having to go round and round the mountain yeah. for a little while but she finally dug it out of yeah. Rory with the two she reasons she dangled were. that carrot just far enough exactly <laughs> so then we have Lane and Rory walking in the snow down the street and Rory is arguing that Dean's going to say no if she asks him to the dance yeah. and Lane doesn't think so this touches off a debate on whether Dean is actually Rory's boyfriend because Lane doesn't think there's a point to having a boyfriend if you can't get them to take you to a dance yeah he's into and, her yeah, he and will it, of course and yeah. at that point Rory mentions that he's not her boyfriend Lane's like well what is he then <laughs> and Rory says he's my gentleman caller <laughs> and I thought wow okay yeah, he and would even, beg to differ that yeah and even, yeah. Lane, even Lane says okay Blanche <laughs> And Rory says, I don't know what he is, but he's not my boyfriend. Do you think he's my boyfriend? And she's very uncertain here. And Lane's like, I think you guys spend a lot of time not kissing other people if there isn't a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. Yeah. And Rory says, girlfriend? And Lane goes, you. <laughs> and Rory says, boyfriend? And Lane goes, him? him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... So that, I, that was funny. Lane shouted out Blanche up there, you know, referring to Golden Girls, which this might surprise some of you. I do a mean rendition of the Golden Girls theme song. But anyways, I like... You're not going to sing. No, no, okay, no. thank you. I, I will spare them that. But uh, you have to endure it sometimes. I yes. can really break it down there toward the end. Oh, my but Lord. But I, I enjoyed Blanche. She was also on uh, Mama's Family, one of my other favorite shows. But my true national treasure here is Betty White. Of course. She was in both, too. Who does not love yes. Betty White? That is my girl. Right there. I know. I The there... proposal, as she, you know, to the she... windows, to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The movie, The Proposal. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you've not seen her in that movie, We're... it's... Hysterical. And Ramon, we're it. lucky to have him. Yeah. <laughs> Relax, but don't do it. <laughs> I tell you, one of my favorite roles that she was in was You Again. Oh, yes. With Kristen Bell. Don't uh, go there, girl, or whatever oh she said at the gosh. end. Oh, my gosh. She is <laughs> don't so play with funny. Me. <laughs> she, when she tells the guy, I'm also on Facebook and, and the, the Twitter. <laughs> She's just precious. I love that lady. What's she say? Hey, look. It's, it's Tim. Hey, look, it's Tim. And then she's like, remind me to change my... Oh, Tim. Yeah. If you ever watch... You gotta watch that movie. Yes. When he does the toast, you'll see what I'm talking about. But she's like, remind me to change my number. He's a stalker. <laughs> much, you know? He's kind of like Dean here. <laughs> All right. Let's go so, on. Uh, Rory's like, no, it sounds weird. And here Lane asks if they've had the talk yet. And Rory misunderstands. And this really does kind of show Rory being very kind of either innocent or just, but she's, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. But she starts talking about, yes, knowing about where babies come from. Yeah. And I just had to laugh at that. And Lane's like, not that talk, the other talk. And Rory still is acting clueless. Well, there it is. Clueless. That's I, what she is. I get. <laughs> there it is. At this point, I, you know, I'm getting the fact that Rory's never had a boyfriend yeah, and she's very studious and she's kind of not been exposed to many boy issues but I have to start getting a little impressed with Lane at this point because Lane has led a very sheltered life yeah, and yet she gets it and so she says you know the talk we've been dating a few weeks now where do we stand what are we to each other if another girl asks you out do you feel free to go and Rory says how is it that you know so much about this and I was thinking yeah absolutely 
absolutely. Yeah. You know, because her household is extremely strict. She doesn't have much communication with boys either, but I guess she's just got that common sense. But I loved her response to, to Rory's question, how do you know so much about this? Rory is like clueless, you know, like, I, I love Josh. Right, you right. Know <laughs> But Lane just says, those who can do, those who can't teach. Yeah, I love that. And I that's thought, my oh, that's, per- that's perfect. I use that all the time. So they stop, and they stare into Dozie's market window. And Dean is in there, you know, he's helping a customer. Rory, stating the obvious, there he is. And immediately, she starts backtracking, saying, you know, I should really do this later. But Lane won't have any of it. She insists that she do it now. And Rory's like, well, why? And Lane says, because I have to go home soon. And my mom threw out our TV when she caught me watching VIP. So I'm bored, and I need some entertainment. Oh, God. I'm not even going to talk about VIP. That Pamela Anderson uh, show? Yeah, no. That's even too B for me. Yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> I'll spare you. So, I'm not sure why, but this actually does convince Rory. And Lane says, good luck. Oh, and Rory, remember to enunciate. I'm reading lips out here. <laughs> I just think that's so cute. It's such a girlfriend to girlfriend thing. And she's vicariously know? living through her, so yeah. Oh, of course. So, Rory ends up going into the grocery to talk to Dean. She's very awkward. Like, she always tends to be around guys. But you'd think that she wouldn't be quite so awkward with somebody that she's kissed. In all other situations, she is pretty chill, though. But with boys, awkward. Yeah. But she's making inane conversation about him looking busy. And she even says yes when he asks if she wants to help him stock beans. Saying, oh, yes, I love stocking beans. <laughs> when has she ever stocked beans? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she decides to take the plunge. And she says, so. She's one of the people. <laughs> she, she, so, she's a yeah. common man. She works hard. Come on. She takes the plunge <laughs> to start trying to ask him. She takes the, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes approach. Yeah. By asking if he works Saturdays, so we're not going to go direct on this. She's beating around the bush. We're going to be yeah. we're going to beat around the bush. So obviously she has to work herself up to it. She says she forgets if he works on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> she any, knows his schedule. Any girl interested in a guy will have his work schedule memorized down cold. Yeah, you know, I mean that's just how it is. Let me check my schedule. And you know that she does. <laughs> So, Dean, you know, explains that he does work some Saturdays if he doesn't have plans. And he asks her why, and she fumbles her way through explaining, you know, what the dance is. Yeah, I mean, the you ice know, has been broken. Sure. The, just come out with it. Right. Just straight out. I don't, out, I don't understand why we have to go back and forth here. Yeah. But she says, well, you know, no reason. See, there's this thing at my school on Saturday. Well, it's not really at my school. It's kind of given by my school. And Dean's like, well, what is it? And Roy's, well, it's this thing where you go and they play music and you're supposed <laughs> to get all dressed up and do some kind of dance and then there's chicken. Where'd chicken come from? Chicken George? I don't know. Why didn't she just come out and say it's a dance? She had to say all of that to try to get him to guess. That reminds me of my roller skating days. Chicken. Yeah. Well, he goes chicken and she says, well, I don't know if there's chicken. But at these kinds of things, they often serve chicken because it's probably cheaper and people eat it. So the logic behind the chicken choice really isn't that bad. So she wasn't talking about the game chicken. She was talking about the entree chicken. Yeah. Okay, I got that straight. And Dean says... I'm lost. And yeah, I was lost too. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I thought she was talking about game or food. What's going on? Finally, she says, it's a dance. And he's like, ah. There we go. Just yeah, come out with it. Just come out with it. And Rory's like, it's not like I'm dying to go or anything. So she's backtracking already. But it is a new school and being part of the social activities is really important to Chilton. Dean's like, are you asking me to go to the <laughs> dance with you? And I thought, kudos to Dean for being perceptive here. He saw through it all. He knows that she wants to go. But yeah. she's playing demure. And acting like she 
doesn't. But, <laughs> Dean, but he knows. Dean's library on uh, North and South. I really just came straight ooped with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ask me directly. But yeah, I think this is good for both of them. Because, yeah. you know, Dean was saying that he's not much of a joiner, but... Uh, yeah, he did mention that yeah, in that he, conversation. He means, I think maybe not so at this point, but eventually he becomes involved in this high school more. Rory becomes more active, doesn't she? If I recall. She does, and, and maybe it's a direct result of... Well, there again, our mother's pushing her. Right. She wouldn't have done it. So I just want to say it's good for both of them. I agree, because even though he's... I'm not much of a joiner either, but yeah, some activities are good. He does later become one. Perhaps starting with the dance helped both of them put themselves out Get there them out a little bit show. more. You know, They're both kind of shy. Rory needs to socialize a little bit outside of just Stars Hollow. Oh, yeah. Even if she's not exactly pals with her Chilton peers, because when it comes to anything non-Stars Hollow, she is, as we've seen, extremely awkward. If only for the fact that that's going to reflect on her transcripts. Well, and not just that, but... She wants to get into Harvard. She's she not, better do it. She's Like you said, she, she's not going to be in Stars Hollow forever. No. She's got not her to, little bubble. She's, she's got to break out of it. got to learn to socialize with other people exactly. and be able to do it. And it not just be Stars Hollow people. Even if she's uncomfortable. Right. Got it. Yeah. So they go back and forth on it a bit more with him asking what he'd have to wear, but then he agrees pretty easily to go with her. <laughs> and for the first time I can recall ever, she kisses him first. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Got, she got carried away with herself. Though. And then she goes... She, she got beside herself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't contain it. <laughs> when she goes back outside to Lane, she's giving her a thumbs up. Yeah. You know, so... And they squeal and jump for joy. And right. Run yeah. off. Yeah. They do the girlfriend yeah. celebratory oh, yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we are at the house. Lorelai is making a dress for Rory, as promised, using a dressmaker's dummy. So she's got this very pretty dress that she's made, and she's making some modifications. While she's bending down, she falls over, brings the dummy down on top of her. Yeah, that thing must have made a ton. And it seems to hurt her back, but when she gets up, she's really kind of holding on to her back. Well, it's a wooden dummy, right? Uh, That's yeah, one of old heavy. school dummies. Yeah. The doorbell rings while she's kind of ooing and aahing. You know, she's going, oh, 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 you yeah, know. Yeah, I've been there. She's making in. the ouch What noises. I do to myself. Yeah, she's <laughs> making the, the ouch noises. <laughs> making the ouch noises. Yeah. So it's it's Suki at the door, and she asks what's wrong, and Lorelai's like, I know, Rory's dress made a pass at me, and I think I pulled something getting up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a funny way yeah. to put it. So Suki has her sit down. She pulls out her purse, and there's like an apothecary of medication in there. And she starts calling out names like Vicodin, Perkinan, etc. <laughs> and you know, at first, I really wondered why the heck would Suki have so many medications like that? And then I remembered, obviously, <laughs> yeah, this is Suki. And given her propensity to injure herself, she probably has been given and prescribed this medicine for all of her various kitchen injuries and chopped off <laughs> fingers and whatever. Yeah, she's always had a band-aid. But even still, a walking pharmacy, that's not good. She needs an intervention. <laughs> Somebody needs to come in and say, hey, let's get all these meds out. We gotta get you in some help, you know. <laughs> right. Whatever. So she finally settles on a mild muscle relaxer for Lorelai. <laughs> and the phone rings just as Suki has left. And with the dance coming up, obviously, you know it's Emily calling. And she remarks that Lorelai sounds terrible when she answered the phone. And she kind of does sound like she's in pain, but she let's, doesn't want to admit it. Let's pile it on She's yeah. like, I'm fine, Mom. I just stubbed my toe. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, okay. well, maybe you should get rid of some of the clutter in your living room. And Lorelai's like, maybe. <laughs> and she says, that room is a hazard. And Lorelai says, you know, I've seen the light. Everything goes. What else have you got? I just thought that was a funny line because it's another one of those, I can't win this. I'm just going to put a stop to it right now. That's just Lorelai being Lorelai. What can I do to make it stop? So Emily talks about how it's just killing her <laughs> that Rory is not going to the dance. And I thought it was funny that Lorelai did not immediately jump in to correct her, but just says, uh-huh. <laughs> Emily, it, it may seem frivolous and silly to her now, but believe me, these are the kinds of experiences that you really regret missing later. Lorelai, okay. And again, she's just dragging <laughs> this out for her mom. You know, Emily's going on, She's you know. She's right. She's and right. Emily, 
Emily makes a very interesting <laughs> remark here and she says, regret can make you bitter. Do you want Rory to be bitter? And Lorelai says, well, sort of. Number one, I did love the comment from Emily. Yeah. Re- regret can make you bitter. And that's going to play into some of what we have to say later on. So I don't want to miss I that. I think that's her subconscious breaking the surface there. It might be, yeah. So if she asks her, you know, do you want Rory to be bitter? And she says, well, sort of. And Emily's, Lorelai. And, you know, we've heard her do that before. <laughs> Lorelai. And Lorelai says, what, Mom? She can make some cash off of it. <laughs> Become a crazy Oscar Levant, a kind of celebrity. Go on talk show. Heckle Regis. And Emily's like, I wish you would take this seriously. And finally, Lorelai says, Mom, Rory's going to the dance. There were two things about this for me. Why did she let her mother go on so long before correcting her and letting her know that Rory was going? I think she was just wanting her to get to the point. She knows she's got an agenda. So she's, I guess that's kind of her way of uh, torturing her a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, my second thing is, let's talk about Emily's remark about regret making you bitter. Yeah. Like what I, do you think about that? Yeah. Like I said, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing. Maybe she's got some bitterness going on the way she's behaved. So Emily is, um, of course, immediately very excited that Rory is actually going to go. She doesn't say anything about how Lorelai's strung her along, though. She's too excited. So she's just thrilled. She thinks it's wonderful. Lorelai mentions, yeah, I'm making Rory's dress right now. And this is what gives Emily pause. And she questions Lorelai on making the dress. Like, that's a horrible thing. And she asks why? And Lorelai says, well, you know, so she'll look really ugly and people will point and throw rocks at her. <laughs> and Emily says, why don't you let me buy her a dress? And Lorelai says, mom, you were thrilled five seconds ago, remember? And Emily's like, you're not using the curtains, are you? Was this a... I thought that. Was this a reference to Gone with the Wind? Actually, I think it was. The character, if you'll recall in that movie, and for those who haven't seen it, the main character, Scarlett O'Hara, was actually played by a British actress named Vivian Lee. And in the movie, she has to make a dress because she she doesn't have the money at that point in the war to purchase one so she has to make one and she uses the curtains in one of their rooms of their house and she makes what to me in my view turns out to be the second most beautiful dress worn in that entire movie and I thought wow that is a beautiful dress so I don't know why it would be bad you know Emily making the comment it would are you're not using the curtains are you <laughs> it wouldn't be bad if she did if she made a dress as good as that one I really do want to talk kind of for a second since you brought it up about Vivian Lee she did such an amazing job as a British actress playing and adopting a southern accent. I mean, don't you yeah, think? Yeah. I mean, she did a Very great job. She was uh, also just a wonderful lady. She was much beloved in her country. Did you know that when she died, they actually ordered that all the lights to theater marquees be extinguished for one hour in her honor? No, that's that's fascinating. She's yeah. beautiful. I mean, yeah, just well, she's a beautiful very lady. stunning. Yeah, yeah, that just speaks to how beloved she was. Oh yeah. That also reminds me that we have a granddaughter named after her. Yes, we do actually. Although, I always call her Fiddly D, Vivian Lee. <laughs> yes, our granddaughter is named Vivian Lee. It is a it's partly a coincidence though because. Yeah. It's a family is a family name that's passed down through the women in my family for their middle name. So my daughter carried on the tradition by giving it to our Vivian. Yeah, and that's nice. um, yeah, nice it sentiment. is it is nice. But yeah. it just happened to work out. And she, <laughs> yeah, you know, she chose the, the first name Vivian, and then of course we, it was a given that she would choose Lee as the middle name since it's a family name. And then we were thinking, oh my gosh, Vivian Lee! Wow. Yeah, but I'll take it to another level. They also have a dog, a mixed lab dog 
nicknamed Scarlet. Yeah, I know. So there, it all ties in. They it did, all does and they didn't even in. realize they did that. Nope. Nope, <laughs> I don't think she's so. she's black and they said Scarlet, you know, night. And I was like, no, Scarlet O'Hare. There you go. <laughs> yep. So Lorelai finally says, okay, fine, I'll buy her a dress just to get the conversation to move off that topic. But then Emily is off again asking Lorelai to take a picture of Rory. Lorelai says, of course, she will. But then Emily starts, you know, listing off all these different shots that she wants. You know, take one of her by the stairs, one by the door while she's getting ready, etc., <laughs> etc. Et and Lorelai, of course, being Lorelai, okay, uh, do you want one where she's shaving her legs? You know, one leg up in the tub, waving the disposable razor in the air. And Emily is like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime event. You get to be there, and I don't. I figure if I got enough pictures, I could at least line them up in chronological order and pretend I was there. Oh, Lord. And Lorelai finally cuts her off. But Emily just keeps going, saying, I can bind them together and make a flip book. <laughs> Gosh. I like flip books, though. So finally, Lorelai says, Mom, do you want to come over on Saturday and be here when Lori <laughs> goes to the dance? And Emily... Oh, there it is. Boom. And, boom. Yeah, of course. Finally, she tortured her enough. Yeah. And Emily acts invite. all surprised and says, Oh, how nice a surprise that is. She would love to see you at seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, like that wasn't... <laughs> thought out take the reins and go with it yeah i have a i have a very deep belief here that was her aim all along was to finagle that invitation no doubt oh no doubt at all because when she hangs up when she hangs up from that phone call she looks very pleased with herself oh yeah and because because Lorelai's accomplished yeah and Lorelai is now laying on the floor of her house trying to find a comfortable position for her back oh. and she looks pained oh lord because i think number one i think she is in pain i've been there she sighs <laughs> but i think it's only partly due to her back I think she's in oh, yeah. some emotional pain. I can totally sympathize with that. All right, so then we're at Shilton, and Tristan is getting tickets to the winter <laughs> formal from Paris, who seems very into him. I mean, you can tell. Right off the bat, Paris is definitely into Tristan, and he <laughs> seems to pick up on that, too. And he starts playing with her a little bit, asking if she's free that night, and then backtracking. Oh, yeah. You know, so he's definitely playing. It's kind of mean in a way, but that's kind of his character. But he walks back up the line after buying his tickets, and he sees Roy standing there. Yeah. And it's you like know, the first first grade crush again. That's what he does. Right. Yeah. Obviously, he has to stop and bug her because he yeah. loves doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves bugging he's her. He's interested in it. That's why. And he asks, you know, why is she in line since the guy is supposed to buy the tickets? Yeah. And she's like, really? Does Susan Faludi know about this? Big feminist. Yeah. yeah. And Tristan says, unless, of course, there is no guy. And Roy says, there's a guy. <laughs> And Tristan says, a cheap guy. And Rory's like, well, what can I say? I like him cheap. Sloppy, too. <laughs> Bald spot, beer gut, you know. And the pants that kind of slip down in the back, giving you that good plumber shot. That sends me through the roof. Yeah, she's got a thing for the dad bods. Eh? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and Tristan says, who is he? And Rory's like, how many languages can you say none of your business in? And he asks, and she's, and her tone. Probably several. Her tone <laughs> is very biting the whole time. Yeah, she's not playing games yet. No, and he asks her if he goes to their school, and she she just kind of keeps her head down and says no. And at that point, he tells her he doesn't have a day. And Roy says, well, I hear Squeaky From is up for a parole soon. You should keep a good thought. Tristan's like, well, I actually thought you'd like to go with me. Boom. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Roy says, you did not. <laughs> she can't believe it. Tristan's like, I did too. And Roy's like, you did not because you are not stupid. Tristan says, why, thank you. Roy says, slimy and weasley, yes, but stupid, no. <laughs> you'd have to be stupid to think that, given our history, I would ever, barring a piano or a safe falling on my head, want to go anywhere with you ever. Yeah, that's funny because she mentioned uh, Squeaky From. She was one of the Manson family, Charles's most devoted followers, 
and she actually attempted an assassination on Gerald Ford, one of the former presidents, but she did get parole since this was made, I think around 2009, so yeah, oh, that really? was a little a foreshadowing that wow. she would get paroled. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of scary. So I'm going to go on. Fact. I know. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Tristan then says, okay, he'll take Sissy, and Rory responds that she'll send Sissy a condolence card. <laughs> And, okay, you know, I sort of get why Rory doesn't like him because he called her Mary a lot. But at this point, have you actually seen him be mean enough to her to warrant her being so harsh with him during this conversation? No. I mean, she could have just gotten away with giving him a cool brush off, but she really goes at him pretty hard in this conversation. Her tone is very, very biting, and she's kind of insulting. And I was actually kind of impressed with how cool, calm, and collected he manages to remain. Because she's pretty rough and I think you know I'm trying to think back to his behavior and other than teasing her a little bit here and there by calling her Mary where was the bullying where was the really true meanness no I think he just comes off as more annoying than bullying well, yeah that's kind of I mean if he was bullying her I'd understand yeah. at this point I think Royce yeah. is done with Chilton all together the social side she don't have friends she's got more enemies and he's just hitting a nerve he's just yeah. irritating her like a rash well so here's only and I don't think she's has any feelings yet for him I don't know if that's developing yet or not it could be she's keeping her distance because of Dean I don't know I don't there's know there's several things that could be going on there well so his only parting remark is that Sissy won't be buying her own ticket and I thought well okay but at that point Rory gets to the table and asks Paris for her two tickets. Paris treats her kind of rough actually for being mean to Tristan. Now granted, she has not seen the rockiness to the Rory Tristan dynamic herself, but I don't think she'd have behaved any differently if she had. But here is yet another person who thought that Rory was kind of hard on him at that time. But like I said, you know, she hasn't seen what's passed between them up to this point. Again, I have to ask myself was he really bad enough to warrant such a harsh response from Rory? You well, know? Paris has witnessed on a degree some of it, the Marys and a that, little, that yeah. But she has her own thing for Tristan, so I mean, unless there that's was coming some, into play here. Unless there was some bullying that happened off screen, yeah. other than him calling her Mary and laughing a little bit. Well, we don't get to see the whole scope, so we. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. All right. So Paris actually accuses Rory of not really having a date, and that she'll probably come down with something and not show up. <laughs> and Rory basically tells her that she doesn't want to wait for her change, and she just leaves. <laughs> her parting remark to Paris is that money makes people shallow. Yeah, we'll see how funny this situation is later too. Uh, yeah yeah so here we are at the house again Lorelai's sitting on the couch while Roy's getting ready for the dance the dress that Lorelai made is so beautiful I mean truly Stunning. I think it's gorgeous yeah. and even Rory calls it amazing but she's wearing boots with it which I think is funny Suki <laughs> arrives she's, it's all about comfort right now right right but she's like doesn't she say something about like she, get well, your toes numb yeah, she, get used to the pain she better. doesn't want to try <laughs> to put on the toe pinching shoes yeah yet. but you know hey women wear those shoes and you gotta get used to it sometimes you gotta break them in yeah but uh, Suki arrives she's got tacos burritos you know everything for Lorelai something for her to eat now burritos for later she goes off into the kitchen mm, you're you a godsend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can tell that Lorelai is in pain. You know, she's kind of sitting on the couch, cross-legged, in a very upright position, like she's trying not to move. And just so Lorelai doesn't have to get up, Suki does try to put hairspray on Rory's hair. <laughs> 
but she ends up spraying it into her own <laughs> eyes and then having to run off to the kitchen again. And Rory follows well, her to go eat. So that's that, just something Suki would do. Of, of course, when does Suki not hurt herself in some fashion? But just then is when the doorbell rings, and since both of them are in the kitchen and Lorelai's trying not to move, she just calls out, "We're in here!" And Emily walks in and she says, "We're in here." That's how you answer yeah. the door. And Lorelai says, "Well, I was all out of Saran wrap." <laughs> And, you know, of course, Emily decides she's going to ignore that remark. And she just wants to see Rory. And so Lorelai, you know, says she's in the kitchen. Yeah. And Emily thinks, oh, well, that's perfect because then I can have my camera ready for when she comes out. So she starts getting out her camera. She starts discussing lighting and, and you know, how she's going to take the perfect shots, blah, blah, blah. Lorelai calls Rory in for the picture. <laughs> Sorry to ring your delusions there. Yeah, and out, <laughs> out comes Rory, still in her boots, and she's wearing a bib at the yeah. collar of her dress, and she's eating. Picking out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lorelai tells her, lose the bib, put her shoes on, and come back because Grandma wants to take the pretty yeah, picture. stage it. Yeah. yeah. And so she smiles and obliges. She goes back in the other room. So while they're waiting, Suki comes in saying that she's leaving. And she's got her eyes kind of squinted and almost shut, if not completely shut, where she sprayed herself with the hairspray. And, you know, Lorelai's even like, you can't drive like that. And she's like, I'm not driving. She walked her. And she's looking to the right of Emily when she says that it was so nice seeing her again. And I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, okay, Suki. As she's <laughs> leaving, she tells Lorelai to give her a call if she needs help getting up the stairs or anything. Yeah. And Lorelai is shaking her head at Suki. Of course, Suki can't see that, but she's shaking her head. Yeah, like she's don't look, you know, don't say that in front of my mom. You yeah. know, and I kind of wanted to know, you know, why would she not want Emily to know that she was hurt? <laughs> What do you think? Well, well, one, she didn't want her to hang around, I don't think. She didn't want her to stay. You think that's all it is? <laughs> well, maybe. And she didn't want her to be, to seem weak in front of her mother. I don't know. There's uh, a lot of things I going on. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Suki's gone. Emily picks up on what had been said. Of course she does. And she asks why she would need help. <laughs> Instead of answering, Lorelai just calls for Rory again. But Emily is eyeing her and suddenly asks her, why are you not moving? <laughs> and Lorelai tries to say that she's just comfortable. Yeah. Get up. But then Emily flat out asks if she's hurt. Yeah. So she admits that she has a back spasm and no big deal. And Emily won't let that go, though. She keeps questioning. But at that point, Rory does come out and she looks all nice. She has on the proper shoes. Yeah. So Emily starts taking all these pictures, you know. And finally, she says, I'm so glad that you decided to buy her a dress. <laughs> And yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, I'm I'm glad she decided to buy her a dress too. Well at it's, least it's the at dress least, is beautiful. At least make her one anyways. <laughs> I would say. But yeah, there's some and there's some pictures that don't need to be taken, like Emily's taken, because when I finally Oh your went prom to story. prom Oh Lord I didn't want to go in the first place, but I did have a girlfriend, so yeah, I was like, Yeah, I'll go to prom. So I picked out my tux and this I, was back in the late eighties, right? Yeah. Okay. Well early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. Okay. And I picked out my tux. I called her and I said, hey, what color is your dress? Because I want to match my cummerbund to it. That's you know what you how do. you used to do. That's yeah. what you used to do anyway. Yeah. And oh, no, I don't know if they still do that, but I don't go know. ahead. But yeah, I thought it'd be nice touch. And what kind of corsage I should get. Because I was under the delusion that it was going to be traditional. So, no, it's going to be a surprise. I should have known then that what a surprise it would be. Because when I pulled ah. up and I went to the door to pick her up, of course I had to meet the parents. But it wasn't like the movies where they come down. The, she did come downstairs, but it wasn't a dress. It was was a form of a tux and yes our cumberbund 
once did match. But she had shorts with fishnet stockings and like platform high heels black shoes and it was so it was, was it was try- like a vest. She was trying to go hybrid with it. Yeah, she was it was almost a, a kind to a Halloween. It wasn't as slutty, but you know how women have an excuse to dress slutty on Halloween and not be judged for it. As per the Mean Girls movie. Yeah. That's that's a direct quote from Mean Girls. Yeah, just kinda like that, not quite because it was she did have the sleeves and such, but she had the corsage had to go on her ankle. Wow. I could have done without we had to take pictures, of course, outside. Look how good they look. The mother, blah, blah, blah. Here, the whole time I'm thinking of, where's my dress? Because it's one thing I agreed to go, but it's another thing to set me out like that. I was kind of embarrassed. I mean, if I was expecting that, fine. You should have gave me a heads up. Yeah. My prom was kind of stolen from me. So, so it wasn't quite that she dressed like that. It's that you had no heads up. So no. you were taken totally by surprise. Yeah, and, and besides the fact that if I was going to date a guy, not that there's anything wrong with that out there, people, but I would be expecting that. But no, I was going with a, my girlfriend. I expected a dress. Who, a, girl, <laughs> a girlfriend who had never given you any indication that she wanted to dress like a dominatrix on your, no, on your prom no, night. But she did always say it, that she was into this whole I want to be unique thing. So that was kind of a clue, I guess. She was expressing herself, yeah, which, is, but which is fine. Not on prom. If she had given you a heads up. <laughs> there's times that it's like, there's times the protest, there's time to do that there's times to show out there's times to be unique that wasn't one of them just wear the normal fare dress for the occasion well That's what, that was my sentiment anyways. and then there's another thing i can say back to that i just, never told her i was upset i just grinned and bared it you know and here's the thing here's a key takeaway though for me you are more of a traditionalist apparently yeah she wanted to be more unique so y'all probably were not a good pair to begin with no well and i did get my dress on my wedding day though yes yeah, she did it because you were with the right dress. person <laughs> You finally got that moment that you wanted. So you honestly, there was probably nothing wrong with what she did. She just did it with the wrong person. Oh, yeah. And you were not the kind of person that appreciated that kind of thing. I mean, I'm sure she wasn't expecting me to show up in a dress. Well, (laughs) touche. Touche for that. Just saying. But y'all were too different. Yeah. So it didn't work for you. Yeah, I'm the kind kind Whereas there's nothing wrong with what she did, but, or what she wore, if she was with a guy who didn't mind that kind of thing. But you were expecting a certain type of thing. And we're getting to that in the next little scenario about how I was raised. So, yeah, you want to talk about your prom? Oh, God. My prom, I went to three different proms one year. And I had to ask, of course, my boyfriend to go with me to mine. And then he bought the tickets for for that for me which was nice he bought them yeah and then he took me to his prom and then there was somebody else's prom that we got invited to and crashed and we ended up going to their prom so you didn't do the sadie hawkins you let him buy it he bought <laughs> okay. he offered <laughs> yeah and back, well, he stepped back up. That's then, what I'm talking about. back then, that's what you did. Well, yeah. The guy paid. And, you know, we didn't do a limo because we weren't the limo type. Well, he and had he, a sweet ride, didn't he? He had a pretty nice yeah, ride, though, to right. begin with. And he made a very nice, lovely evening for me. He took me out to this glorious, wonderful dinner. He was dressed nice. I was dressed nice. We matched because we were a good match. Yeah. You know, he liked the same kind of things I liked. There were no surprises there. So, yes, I just want to round back to say that you did end up getting the type of girl that was right for <laughs> you. And your old girlfriend probably has a guy who appreciates those individual unique things about her. Yeah, it was like the Bret Hart and wrestling. It was the Montreal screw yeah. job for me it, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> it, it just wasn't the right thing for yeah. you. 
All right, so when Emily says, I'm so glad you decided to buy her a dress, Lorelai and Rory kind of exchange a look. And at that point, a car horn sounds outside. And Rory's about to rush out to Dean, but Emily won't let her go. Yeah. She's like, you do not go running out the door when a boy honks. And Lorelai tries to say, it's fine, Mom. Really, it's fine. It certainly is not fine. This is not a drive through She's not fried chicken. <laughs> She is not fried chicken. That's I thought old that, school. I thought that yeah. was so funny. That's what I was getting to. So Rory tries to explain that she had told him to honk and she'd meet him outside. But Emily's like, if he wants to take her out, he needs to come up to the door and meet them. Say hello. Meet them. Yes. Preach. Lorelai's like, I've met him. Yeah. You know, Emily says that that's fine, but I haven't. Snap. So they wait <laughs> while Dean keeps honking and keeps honking. Yeah. Finally, he comes to the door and knocks and Rory starts to rush to the door. But Emily tells her that a lady never rushes. Yeah, exactly. Dean tells Rory, I thought I was supposed to honk. And she kind of apologizes and he has to go inside and meet Emily. And I have to say that Rory kind of set him up to fail here by telling him to honk, knowing that Emily was going to be there. You know that that arrangement was made days ahead, that Emily was going to come. So she knows Emily's going to be there and knowing what Emily's like, you would think she would have prepped Dean a little bit better, but perhaps she didn't want Emily to meet him. I don't know. What do you think? That could be true, but as a man, Dean, you dropped the ball on that because even when a girl tells you, I'll just honk, you should know better. You weren't raised right because I'm going to the door. But all that being said, read between the lines. Your woman tells you, I don't want a birthday gift. Get her a birthday gift. I'm telling all the men out there, listen up. Do do the right thing. Be a man. And if she says she wants a birthday (laughs) gift, get her a birthday gift. Yeah. Either way, you're getting her birthday gift. Get her birthday gift. Yeah. (laughs) Regardless. But, you know, I don't know how things are today, but we were brought up in a different time. Open the door. You open the manners, door for the people, lady. Manners, people, manners. I'm the, with Emily on this one. I am too. You open the door for the lady. Didn't walk in front you, of her. You, 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 right. walked, you stepped on the outside of the curb. You didn't let her, you know, all, you offered, just little things. You offered your arm. You opened the car door for her. You went up to the door and, and, and got her for I'll never the day. get this. My granddad. Don't walk in front of your grandmother. Get the door for her. He trained me up. He told me how to do it, what to do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. All that stuff. Now you can't even say that. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I really wish that some of the those old school uh, traditional manners were still taught today and I don't really think that they are and I kind of no, think it's, it's sad. Upon. I think personally that you can it's still respect. that you can still observe feminism and respect women as being equals but at the same time offer them the respect of yeah. that etiquette. I think that's where it gets a bum rap and women often think that this means he's not tre- treating me as an equal. But in actuality, he's actually treating you above. Above. Yes, him. It's, it's a sign of respect. So back to the scene at hand. Lorelai then introduces Emily to Dean as Emily Post. And of course, <laughs> you know Emily Post all about the etiquette. Yes, yeah, apropos. And <laughs> I do kind of think that Lorelai would have taught Rory a little etiquette, but maybe not. I don't You would think she wrote the book on it instead of Emily Post. (laughs) So after they've left, Emily starts grilling Lorelai about Dean, as you would expect. You know, what does she know about him? Does he, you know, does he drink? That sort of thing, you know. (laughs) And Lorelai's like, like a fish. Emily says, it's not a crazy question. Lorelai's, it's a crazy question, Mom, because if I had knowledge of him being a drinker, he would not be with Rory now. Yes, but, and Lorelai's like, Mom, please relax. Dean's a good kid. Rory's going to have a good time. You got your pictures, and tomorrow I will call you and give you all the details. So she drops it 
But then she asks, what is Lorelai going to do? And she's, you know, like, you can't be left alone. And they argue over that a bit, with Lorelai actually going to great pains, no pun intended, to <laughs> prove that she can move around, stand, whatever, <laughs> so that way her mom won't stay. But in the end, Emily insists, no, I'm staying. All right, so we move on to the next scene. And in this one, we have Rory and Dean on the way to the dance. And Rory is already wanting to back out. She gripes about the Chilton kids. She asks Dean if he's familiar with the outside. You know, the movie and or the book, you know, the S. Outsiders. E. <laughs> yes, S.E. Hinton wrote that story when she was extremely young. I'm so impressed. And he is familiar with it. And she says, just call me Pony Boy. And she says, I <laughs> did hear that this place is beautiful, though. Old and historic. Pony Boy, of course, being the main character of I love the that book, movie The too. Outsiders. And Packed full the of movie. stars. Yeah. yeah. Then she's like, well, maybe we'll go in for just a minute. She can't decide. She asks him what he thinks. And he says that she looks amazing. And I thought that was really sweet of him to say that. Yeah, he's, got, right. he's stepping up on that end. Oh, yeah, definitely. Compliments. So then we are back at the house and Emily is on the phone telling the maid that she's not going to be home while Lorelai is sitting on the couch and you know Lorelai insists after Emily hangs up that she can be left alone so they're still having this argument and finally Emily's like I'm not going anywhere is this her way do you think of having a relationship with her daughter yeah, staying and with her when she's in pain yeah that's kind of her way of you know it reminds me of that whole regrets make you bitter comment that earlier. she that Emily yeah. made earlier it, yeah it this is it's on said here but it's coming out uh -huh. it's manifesting itself yes so emily starts looking for these expensive candlesticks that apparently she bought for lorelei one <laughs> one year or i guess for christmas or something and she can't find them lorelei finally admits that she exchanged them for a monkey lamp <laughs> and emily goes off about manners how she wants you know went to so much trouble picking up a beautiful gift and lorelei starts shrinking further and further into the couch and then she starts complaining about her back in order to derail the conversation, you know. Yeah, I, no, I can't speak to that because I'm low. Yeah. That's something lower than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I'm not with you on that, Emily. Because uh, I've taken gifts, yeah, and got what I wanted. <laughs> I, I'd have kept the candlesticks. Well, yeah, you like the crystals. I do. But I, I like, I'd be more of the monkey man myself. <laughs> you would. I know. <laughs> You are the person who bought everybody at Christmas year uh, one year the a miniature version of the leg lamp from a oh, Christmas story. Oh, I love a good gag gift now. Yeah. yeah that, that wasn't even a gag. That was a pretty nice little gift. I'd enjoy it. So I thought they would too. <laughs> well, to each their own. <laughs> so, no account for taste, huh? <laughs> right. So then the next scene is Dean and Rory are finally have arrived at the dance. They start talking about slow dancing being okay. And Madeline and Louise are scoping them out. And they're talking, you know, they're saying that they were thinking of leaving, but one of them mentions having to wait for Paris. So Rory is forced into introducing them to Dean when they walk up. Two things about this that I want to mention. First, Rory introduces Madeline as Madeline <laughs> You're and not Madeline. The very first time her name is mentioned in this show, they call her Madeline. And I remember at that time, several episodes ago, saying, I think at some point they quit referring yeah. to her as Madeline and start calling her Madeline. You've been vindicated. I'm vindicated. It's, it's not the first time names yes. have been changed to protect the innocent. I know. Yes. But I just wanted to point that out that, yes, <laughs> she was introduced as Madeline. Snaps for Shannon. And then the sec... Thank you. Yes, I'll snap. <laughs> I'll snap to myself. Second thing, this is finally the first time that Paris's other friend is mentioned by name, Louise. I mean, Louise has been there the whole time, yeah. but nobody's ever said her name. The second half of the dynamic duo there. Right. Here. So now we know everybody's name. Yeah. Okay. We're all out there, people. So Louise immediately seems to be scoping out Dean and even flirting with him. Oh, that's what she does. Madeline is going on about Rory's dress. And Rory <laughs> says that her mom made it. And Madeline's like, her mom, her, you know, her own mother can't make anything. 
anything except suit. She just keeps going on. Louise starts really talking to Dean <laughs> after almost every sentence that Louise says. Madeline mentions something else about her own mother. Yeah. And it's just, it's really funny. Well, it reminds me of my favorite character on Seinfeld. Oh, here, we have to have yeah. a Seinfeld reference. Once, at least once. George Costanza, played by Jason Alexander, he is all about this. Like, when he gets locked in on something, a subject, a topic, or whatever, the dress, for example, it'll be the end of the show. He'll still be talking about it. Even the next episode, he might mention it. Yeah. The, he, it, that's me. And it's just classic. I, I really love George Costanza. I do, too. Yeah. But you just love that show. If you love that show, <laughs> you, you love him. So, Louise is really starting to move in here, though. When Rory introduced them, she was obviously unsure if she should introduce him as her boyfriend or not. And that was probably a mistake, because I think that that kind of gave Louise a green light. <laughs> um, but they still hadn't had the talk, though, so she did the only thing she could do and introduced him as Dean. Yeah. But that gives Louise open season invite. She yeah. immediately is getting closer to Dean in a very flirty way. Yeah, she has the eye of the panther there for sure. Oh, for sure. She <laughs> says, how tall are you? Oh, yeah. You know, and Dean's like, huh? You know, and Louise is, you know, my whole family is really tall, the men mostly. What are you, 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, and Rory, I think, is starting to get a little irritated because she says, what, does he get a prize if he guesses? I thought that was an hysterical yeah. response. <laughs> it's, like the a, it's like the circus, guess your weight, get your height, you know. Yeah, but she said, does he get a prize if yeah. he guesses his own height? Maybe he gets one of them little monkey uh, lamps. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So Louise is flirting pretty hard. Dean senses this, of course, and moves behind Rory and puts his arms around her from behind. I have to stop and say. Yeah. I was really impressed with Dean here. I like this, that move. This move that he made. Yeah, I like that move. He goes up behind Rory, which establishes a boundary. and Distance. It sends, and he puts his arm barrier, around her. Yeah. Puts his arms around her from behind. And it, it just sends a big message that I'm taken. I'm in I'm the this girl. I'm loving on her. Yeah. And, Step off, George. Yeah. But <laughs> he did it in a way that wasn't offensive. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's still answering Louise's question. Yeah, it was smooth. He was, he was. It was very smooth. That's how you handle those kind of people. Yeah. Just. Man or woman, just set the boundary and set the stand. This is who I'm with. Then they'll get bored and back off like she did. Right. It does work because Louise. I'm not playing that game, is what I'm saying. Right. Louise immediately backs off and says she's bored and she leaves. Yeah, there it is. And Rory notices that what Dean did, though, because she looks at him and tells him that he's nice. Yeah. And there would have been no reason to say that. That was her way of saying thank you. Yeah, she appreciated so, it, the gesture. They, yeah, she did. Then they have a close encounter with Paris and her date, where Paris is just <laughs> as intense around Rory as always and walks away telling her date that he's not supposed to socialize with her because they are not friends. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dean is like, so that's Paris. And there's a reason for that. And Rory's like, <laughs> Rory's like yes, it is and dean says she seems fun <laughs> yeah i thought loads. yeah nice understatement there <laughs> dean so they start to dance and he's very he just very sweetly asks her if he can kiss her and then he does when she says yes and i thought it was nice that he asked like that he just didn't go in for the kill he asked permission even though they are he knows how she is even, in school. even though they are kind of unspokenly boyfriend girlfriend a lot of the time a guy doesn't think to ask is this okay can i kiss you and it was sweet of him to do that i think it was nice dean is really scoring extra points for me well he knows episode. the environment he's in too the her school that her reputation she's rich yes she's worried about that he's he's thinking more of her besides himself exactly that is nice yes very much so so he like i said he's scoring but major bonus points with me yeah 
in this episode. Yeah. So it pans away from them them to show Tristan leaning against the wall alone, watching them kiss. And for that one minute, I felt sorry for him. And I was reminded of that song by Callum Scott called Dancing on My Own. And it just fit this scene very perfectly. If that song had been around when they made this episode, they should have played it. It would have been perfect. We see a side to him here that we haven't really seen of Tristan before, where he looks sad and unhappy. It just kind of brings home there are a lot of layers to this character, and we've only scratched the surface, and Chad Michael Murray really played him so well. So, to yeah. me, it was no surprise that the network saw that in him, same network, yeah, and chose him to be the they, lead they star chose him to be the lead star in One Tree Hill and that ended up lasting yeah, 10 seasons I love that series I love that series too but you you spoke of a song that wasn't around but one that was and oh, I go old school here if you can't love the one you won't love the one you're with <laughs> Yeah, he does run off. We'll see that in a minute. But speaking of uh, Chad Michael Murray, do you want to talk about him? Let's talk about him. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't spotlighted him yet. Yeah, of course. He has this in common with several cast members. He was born in New York, and he's six foot. Because, like I said, there's several cast members that were from New York, and at least six foot or more. So he has that in common with most of the men on the show. Right. (laughs) He was abandoned by his mother at a young age. I had read that somewhere. Yeah, but he has seven siblings, which includes stepbrothers and stepsisters. He also has two children of his own, a son and a daughter. Aww. With his wife, co-star from Chosen, Sarah Romer. I think I know who that is. He's had relationships with several of his co-stars in various series, one of which was One Tree Hill. Oh, Uh, really? Who was he involved with? Sophie Bush. He married her. Oh, right. Yeah, they were married briefly. I'll get back to that. He grew up in New York, played football at Clarence High School. He hates that people assume that he had a nose job. In reality, when he was 18, he got jumped by three men outside of Burger King, of all places. I guess they weren't having it their way that day. (laughs) Yeah. But, How uh, do you jump somebody outside of a Burger King? I don't know the details. I mean, a Burger King joint is definitely very well yeah, lit. Have it your way. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, okay. But, uh, well, this is New York. I don't know. But, oh, uh, well, okay, yeah. Not that all areas of New York Around are bad, here, but... too, is getting bad. But uh, nowadays, which led to him having a broken nose. He put it, I got my nose put on the other side of my face. Oh. Uh, yeah, so the doctor didn't do x-rays. They just reset it. You know, I always wondered. I never thought you had a nose job, Chaz so don't take it out on me. When I first saw you, it was on One Tree Hill. Yeah. And I even mentioned to you, I thought, has he ever boxed? Because some boxers have that nose where they've been broken a lot. Yeah. I assumed it was a broken nose. Maybe it was from football, but no, the story was even worse for me. He was a big fan of literature while in school. Oh, I like him already. Yeah, well, he really... Yeah, he. I thought you would. He released a novel, Everlast. Oh, wow. And he co-authored American Drifter, an exhilarating tale of love and murder with Heather Grant. Which, really? As we talked about earlier, episode starred in Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So you're a big fan of Heather Graham ever since then, were you? <laughs> no, not so much. Yeah, you kind of had to get over that with Mark. Not so much her, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's also active in charities for children and teens. He supported Buffalo's Hunter's Hope Foundation, Falling Whistles, the Elizabeth Pediatric AIDS Foundation, and St. Jude. Wow, that's a lot. And probably more. That's just the ones I found. And you know, I watched a little interview with him. It wasn't really an interview. He was talking to the camera last night on YouTube, and he was kind of reminiscing on his days on the Gilmore Girls show. Yeah. And as a recurring character, of course, he wasn't there all the time. So when he would come back, he would have to 
be like, okay, catch me up. What's happened? You know? Yeah. And he said that he loved being on that show. It was so nice. The majority of his scenes were with Alexis Bledel, Rory. He said he loved working with her. She was so spot on. He said his favorite scene that he ever played in this show was one that comes later on. And I'll say if you haven't seen it, sorry, I'm giving away a spoiler, where there is a kiss between him and Rory at a piano at a party. He said that moment was filled with so many possibilities of where could this go. I agree with him. I actually hated the fact that he left the show because I think that he could have been very challenging to her yes. and been a very interesting love interest. Might yes. have worked out better. Than but he got a nice show of his own. It might have One Tree Hill, 10 seasons, yay. It might have worked out better than Jess or Logan to that fact. Or Dean. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of children's charities, that made me wonder if it was because he was abandoned by his mother. So, oh, you know, that's that he that's loves a, the children, you know. Yeah, that's a good thought. Moving on, he started out as a fashion model for brands like Skechers, I Gucci, and one you're familiar with, Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, there's a story there, but we kind of already talked about it. Uh, calling me out they're gonna yeah, go back and his listen. first major role was as Tristan of course on Gilmore Girls but he's best known for One Tree Hill Lucas Scott mm-hmm. he's won several Teen Choice Awards for all of his works actually but mostly for One Tree Hill he also played Charlie Todd in the fifth season of Dawson's Creek oh and we watched that a lot <laughs> yeah I'll have so, to go back and yeah, watch we'll have that to go, we'll look for him. Yeah, there's sometimes you don't even notice when somebody's on I mentioned he was in the movie House of Wax on the yeah, previous one I was talking about Jerry Paladecki because he co-starred with him. That's uh, one Gilmore Girl tie-in. He was also dating his co-star Paris Hilton at the time. Another co-star he was in a relationship with. (laughs) He appeared in films Freaky Friday, A Cinderella Story, which we mentioned. Left Behind. uh, Fruitvale Station, critically acclaimed. As well as series Agent Carter, Riverdale, and Chosen. Oh, he's been on Riverdale? Yes. Now, Chosen, which I already mentioned, he married his mm-hmm, co-star mm-hmm. that he's with currently he also it's a new tie-in to Gilmore Girls here he co-starred with another Rory love interest none other than Jess really Milo Mintaviglia <laughs> Ventimiglia Ventimiglia <laughs> I always have to correct you. Yes, on that. I know. I never get that right. But anyways, yeah. So that's pretty much all my Gilmore, and I could find out on Chad Michael Murray. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. I enjoyed that. Oh, one other takeaway from my interview that I saw of him last night was he said that even though he and Dean didn't get along on the show, the characters themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. You that told me he that. said that Jared Padalecki, who plays Dean, was one of the sweetest men that you would ever run into. And it was funny they had to fight. Yeah. On the, on the yeah. Show. So I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. All right. So back to this scene here with Tristan where he's leaning up against the wall. His date comes up asking if he wants a drink. He wants to dance. It's no, no. And then she just keeps asking him different things. He keeps saying no until finally she says, do you want to go make out? Yeah. And to that, he gives a very kind of indifferent yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, that's love the one you live. That's what yeah. I was thinking about. <laughs> but he doesn't really look all that happy about it. No, you know? it's, no. it's more of it's a... It's time. It's a diversionary yeah. activity, so he doesn't have to watch Rory with Dane. Yeah, waste you, your time, Eagles you, you there. definitely... Yeah. <laughs> You definitely get the idea now that he has a thing for Rory, for sure. So then we're back at the house, and Emily is bringing Lorelai a mashed banana on toast. Oh, good Lord. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't even sound good. And she says she used to make it for her as a girl whenever she was sick. Yeah. When she hands it to Lorelai, Lorelai says, Mom, I think somebody already ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I thought of that was something like the little girl in The Exorcist threw up. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'll pass. And Emily's like, 
yes, whenever you got sick, I made this. And Lorelai said, are you sure it wasn't the other way around? Yeah, that's and definitely not comfort food. Emily says, you don't want it. Whatever and, happened to chicken soup? Chicken yeah, soup. but Emily says, you don't want it. And I thought Emily seemed a bit disappointed when she said that. Yeah. A, a disappointment in her voice. And Lorelai says, no, no, I want it. She and thought em- she was doing a good gesture there. Yeah. Take her back to her childhood. Yeah. Reconnect. And Lorelai says, no, no, I want it. Emily says, I'll just take it back to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, and Lorelai's like, no, Mom, I said I want it. And Emily's <laughs> like, are you sure? Because I can throw it away. And Lorelai's like, relinquish the banana, Mom. Please. <laughs> And I was like, okay, is this Emily... Release the Kraken. Is this Emily trying to make up for lost time here? Trying to get past that regret that she has? Yeah, it's And it's the fact that Lorelai yeah. accepts it, is that her accepting the olive branch? And does that mean Lorelai's liking this? Yeah, she didn't want that necessarily, but she wanted the connection, maybe, I believe. I kind of think it's both of those the things. Bears are coming down a little bit. Yes, I think for both of them. She didn't expect this by letting her stay. She wanted her gone. Yes, but yeah. as the evening is progressing... Yes. It's starting to look like they're both kind of into this. Maybe it was for the best. It's progressing, yeah. Then we're back at the dance, and Dean goes away to get some punch for him and Rory. Paris's date talks to Rory <laughs> after Paris has told him not to because we're not friends, remember? <laughs> he wants to know if Dean is her boyfriend. And again, because they haven't had the talk, Rory can't really answer that very well. And the guy asks her to dance. And Rory asks, isn't he Paris's date? And she actually starts getting on to him a little bit, but maybe he should be spending time with Paris. Yeah. And I actually kind of thought that was nice of Rory, even though she doesn't like Paris, she's taking up for her. Yeah. But then he admits that he is Paris's cousin. I don't like the way he said, so there, you're still room to play here. You're in uh, play. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of creepy to me. I don't know. He admits he's Paris's yeah, cousin. That and makes sense. Rory actually... <laughs> Rory actually does smile and like she finds this interesting and amusing. I thought about the Duff again, the movie where they're trying to get her a date for the yes. date, the prom, and she, she's like, "My cousin, really? Charlie <laughs> like, Piper? Yeah. My cousin, my, my Charlie cousin Piper? Cousin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It just flashed in my head. Anyways, I love that movie. No, I do too. That's a great movie. <laughs> so then we have Emily and Lorelai. We're back at the house. Emily and Lorelai are on the couch watching an old movie, and Emily is talking about how she loves Barbara Stanwyck and her deep husband voice. <laughs> and Lorelai very tentatively says that Emily has a Stanwicky kind of voice herself. <laughs> and this whole scene... Hey, flattery gets you everywhere. Yeah, but this whole scene kind of reminded me of the movie nights between Lorelai and Rory. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of struck by the parallels here. They could have that relationship if they both keep trying here. Yeah, we're getting there because there's a lot of Emily... And Lorelai and vice versa that I'm finding out. Yes. So they're getting along. They're doing so well talking about how pretty Rory looked. And it's so chill to the level where Lorelai feels comfortable enough to admit to Emily that she did, in fact, make Rory's dress. <laughs> and Emily says, you did a lovely job. And Lorelai says, thank you. And then Emily says, with Rory and the dress. Wow. My first thought was exactly what you just said, which is, wow. Yeah. I was shocked that Emily paid her so a compliment. I think it's the first time that I've ever heard her give Lorelai any compliment and it was heartfelt. You could tell. They're both really trying to get along and relate to each other in this scene and it seems to be really working. Yeah and it's funny because they're alone and she can let some of those walls down. Yes. 
absolutely. Both of them need to. That was my thought. Both of them yeah. need to, and they are. Maybe they need a some little a long bit. time. Well, yeah. So Lorelai wasn't quite sure what to say back other than thank you. They both seem kind of awkward after that for a second, you know, because this being nice thing between them is such new territory for both of them. Yeah, they're both taking it back yeah. a little bit. But Lorelai finally takes a bit of the smashed banana toast. Oh, God. And honestly, when she picked <laughs> that up and decided to take a bite of it, it was almost like... Girl, don't do it. <laughs> well... I kind of took it, and this this is just kind of just coming to me on the fly right now, <laughs> but I kind of take the fact that Emily said that beautiful thing to her, yeah, and then she reaches for the smashed banana that she didn't want to eat. Yeah. And I thought that's her way of complimenting her back. Yeah, that was a, a tale there. Like. Yes. And she takes a bite and hates it, unfortunately. <laughs> And Emily scoffs and takes a bite herself. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it can't be that bad. You know, and she takes a bite. The look on her and face. And the look on her face. She is horrified at the yeah, taste. Horrified. Oh, my God. And she said, it's terrible. I made this crap. Yes. <laughs> Why did I do this? Yeah. So I just thought that was hysterical. Yeah. Now, if she offered her some fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches like the king used to eat, I'd be down for that. Yeah, Elvis. That's good. I've tried those. Oh, yeah. Well, for me... But you got to cook it the way the maid did with the Crisco. Honestly, though, for me, I don't even need the bananas cooked. Just slap... Just cut a banana in half down well, the line, yeah. stick it on top of some peanut butter between two slices of bread, and I will eat that. But it was all about that grease and fat. For I me, know. Well, know. I... Which led to bad things. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> you guys are hearing what we in the South eat. So yeah. if, if you're not from the South, that is some, and you've never heard of a peanut butter banana sandwich, then you're probably it's, like, oh my gosh, what are they talking about? Try, trust me, give it a try. It's like my cousin Vinny when he's getting his grits and he's like, have y'all heard about the ongoing cholesterol problem <laughs> yeah. in America? And he's like, whatever, slaps that lard down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he ends up liking the grits. Oh, yeah. I, first, I don't think he liked them al dente, but never, he liked them all right. He had never heard of grits before, no. but he ended up liking the grits. Give him a try. <laughs> We're now back at the dance. Dean asks if Rory wants to leave at that point, and Rory thinks that he's asking that because he's bored, but he just really wants to go get some coffee and spend some time together. So she starts to get up, but Dean says for her to stay and he'll get the coats. Yet again, another score for Dean tonight on the gentleman front. I thought that was really sweet of him. Check. Yeah, but at that moment, Paris takes the opportunity to descend upon Rory and she leans over Rory and attacks, <laughs> asking Rory how many people she's told about her date being her cousin. And she goes <laughs> off on it quite a while to where her voice pitch gets higher and higher where she's practically yelling in Rory's face and Rory's just staring back at her. And Paris says, now you can just go all over the school and just tell everybody that Paris Geller couldn't get her, her date to the dance. That she had no one. And since she couldn't just not come, she had to get her mother to ask her cousin Jacob to take her. And then she had to give him gas money and make him do it. <laughs> go ahead. Tell them. <laughs> and Rory's like, I don't have to. You just said. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> on her own worst enemy there. While that's going on, Dean is starting to return with the codes when Tristan stops him and introduces himself to Dean. And Dean says, Rory has mentioned him. And Tristan actually seems a little pleased by that. And Dean says, yeah, I wouldn't get so excited about it. And Tristan's like, oh, why did she say something mean? And Dean's like, she said you're a jackass. Tristan says, really? And Dean's like, actually, no, Rory doesn't use words like that. I embellished a little. Tristan's like, oh, so you're the big, strong protector. Little princess needs a protector. And Dean's like, what's your problem? 
problem, man. Tristan says nothing. Just don't like your girlfriend, that's all. Dean says, really doesn't look that way to me. And I thought, bingo, Dean, you hit the nail on the head. Very perceptive. And Tristan says, I don't really care how it looks to you. And Dean's like, hey, you got in my path, not the other way around. Dean tries to walk away, but Tristan gets in his way. And Dean's like, you're kidding, right? And at that point, Rory comes up and steps between them and asks, what's going on? And Tristan is very cavalier like he tends to be, you know, and just saying he's getting to know her boyfriend. And Dean's like, it's going really well, don't you think? Tristan says, oh yeah, we're just about to build a clubhouse. Rory's uh, like, okay, well, I hate to break up the party, but we should go. And Tristan's like, oh why? Little girl's gotta be home. And now that's actually the first remark that he has ever made that I thought was going over the line of teasing. And it's probably coming from his upset where he's not happy over the fact that she's there with another guy and he actually does like her. But Dean says, stop. And Tristan says, no, I think you two make a very cute couple. Is your horse and buggy parked outside? Gotta get home for the barn raising. So yeah, he's actually starting to show where I had earlier said I didn't think he had been mean enough. Now he's starting to become mean. So Dean finally touches Rory's arm and suggests that they go. They start to walk away, but then Tristan steps in front of Rory, which was not the right move to make because Dean shoves him away. They start attracting a crowd. The music cuts off and Dean just asks Tristan what he thinks he's doing. And Tristan says, okay, you will not push me again. And Dean says, are you seriously trying to act tough? You're wearing a tie for God's sake. And Tristan's like, outside now. Curiously though, there's no teachers in evidence anywhere. But I love Dean's response here. He says, I'm not fighting you. It'd be like fighting my accountant. I'll call you when I need my taxes done. Yeah, I like that one. I thought that was a great line. So at that point, Tristan makes a lunge for Dean, but some other guys hold him back as Dean tells him, you do not want to fight me, Tristan. And Tristan's, why not? Dean says, because I'll kill you, idiot. Come on, Rory. Let's go. <laughs> so as they walk away, Tristan breaks free, but Dean turns around, gets really close up in his face, and says, you will not come near her ever again. And then he and Rory leave. And I thought that was a very well-delivered line. It was not mean. It wasn't overly aggressive or being a braggart, just stating facts. And I was really impressed with how Dean handled this entire situation. Yeah, it was like the concert security company we had around here, Rock Solid Security. They, were, they had a shirt that said, polite but firm. Polite but firm. Yeah, that's how he was. I mean, don't get me wrong, Dean was mad. And he did have a I'm mad voice you know, when he said that to him. But he also kept his tone very firm and, and just steady yeah. and strong. Stoic. Yeah, very stoic. So at that point, Paris tries to come up to Tristan and ask if he's okay, but he shrugs her off. And then Louise asks, did you really bring your cousin? <laughs> so, yeah, that's all that she took out of that yeah. whole thing. So then we flash over to the house, and Lorelai is sleeping on the couch. Emily is still watching TV, and she reaches over and gently removes the remote control from Lorelai. It wakes Lorelai up briefly for her to ask what she's doing, but Emily just tells her, you know, go back to sleep. And I just, okay, Emily covers her with a blanket. She strokes her hair and kind of tucks it behind her ear and the look on her face was just so tender. I've seen this episode numerous times. Other times that I've seen it, you know, I guess I've really never took in this scene properly because this time watching it for the purposes of analyzing, I was looking down writing my notes and I looked up just in time to catch that look on Emily's face and I saw it in a different way and it actually brought tears to eyes. I mean, it, it really did. It was very touching. There's that regret again. Uh-huh. And Emily starts to move away when you 
hear Lorelai say, thank you, Mommy. Yeah. When she thought she was asleep, of course, she'd been aware of actually everything that Emily had done. And Emily gets a small but pleased smile on her face. You know, it's a very vulnerable smile in response to what Lorelai said. When has Lorelai ever called Emily Mommy? That was a shock for me, number one. So, spoilers here. Major spoilers here for anybody who has not seen the entire show. You may want to fast forward about five minutes. All right, so Mark, you had made an observation earlier in one of the episodes. Very first time that Richard was out of town in Germany, Emily seems to behave much better with Lorelai when he's not around. And I didn't have anything to compare it to at the time, so I wasn't sure if you were right. But at this point, this is yet another episode where Richard's not here. And this is where I can finally begin to see that you may have a point there. Yeah, you're talking about when he was off with the Nazis. Yeah, that episode. Yeah, that episode. Yeah, she, That's when you said it. Yeah, she was more tolerable, I guess you'd say. When she's in a year in a life, when he's passed away and totally out of the picture, she completely changes. She drops all that lifestyle yes. and, and facade, and she gets back to finding who she is. You're right. I think there was a later episode where Lorelai is actually helping Emily do Richard's taxes, and Emily mentions to her that she has a history degree that she doesn't use. She's all always done what's expected. She does end up doing exactly that. She starts working at a welling museum. A where museum she moves, where she gets to, And yes. she gets to do all her history and lectures and she really seems to, and she gets really passionate into it about the blood spurting all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, she's let it all go. She lets the DAR go, all of her charity stuff, you know, all of that stuff. She lets it go and she pursues another life. She uses that history degree. Do you think that Gran, Richard's mother, this is in a later episode, too. After Richard's mother has passed away, Lorelai and Emily are looking through Gran's stuff, trying to make sense of stuff for the funeral, and Emily finds a letter that apparently Gran or Richard's mother had written to him the night before his wedding to Emily. And it basically was saying that she did not think that Emily had what it took to be a Gilmore. Do you think she was right? Because she mentions Penelon Lott being a better choice for Richard over Emily. And I'm thinking to myself, do you think Penelon Lott would have been a better choice? Because Emily had to make herself into what Richard needed. Yes and no. Two things here. Richard's mother underestimated Emily. She gave up her desires and conformed to what Richard wants. So actually, she probably made a better wife to Richard than Penelon would have. But Penelon would have been a better fit, possibly. And maybe she saw that Emily was a little too free-spirited for her son. I see both sides of that. But definitely, Emily needs props for putting Richard first and being all that Richard needed. Because that was her life. She even states that. Yeah, and I don't think that she's bitter in A Year in the Life. I don't think that she's bitter that she gave up herself and no. really became what Richard needed in a wife. I don't think she's bitter about that at all or that it was a bad marriage. Uh -huh. You know, they loved each other, but I do find it ironic that after he is gone, the way that she sets up her new life is to pursue the things that had been important to her previously. She does end up settling in a place in Nantucket where she and Richard had always talked about wanting to live. The last shot of her in the year in the life movies was her in her backyard sitting on a bench in in the dark with a glass of wine just looking out over the water and looking very content yeah going back to the previous thing she what that was a double slap in her face that letter yes and, and richard seeing penland behind her back all those years yes but at the end she found herself she didn't mind giving all that up that just hurt her but she found i think that was the deciding factor in letting it all go and finding herself but she did look very content yeah guys 
guys, we did debate on whether or not to even bring this up in this episode or to wait until it actually, the moment when it occurs. But in the end, we decided to go ahead and discuss it because of Emily's statement of regret yeah. leading to bitterness. We might forget that down toward the end. Yeah, so, we didn't yeah. want to forget it. So we decided to go ahead. All right, in spoilers. Hopefully nobody tuned back in who hasn't seen the show until now. So we are back with Rory and Dean. They're just kind of walking through Stars Hollow. They're talking about Tristan, how mean he is. And Dean keeps saying he has a thing for Rory. She'll mention other excuses, but each time Dean says he has a thing for you. Finally, Rory lets the boyfriend word slip. And he calls her on it, and she tries to backtrack. Then she asks if he is. And he's like, do you want me to be? I just thought that was kind of sweet. And she says, yes, she does. So they make it official. And at that point, Rory notices that the door to Miss Patty's is open and unlocked. So they go in. They're admiring the pictures, and Rory is telling him stories about Miss Patty's past. And Dean happens to pick up Rory's purse, and he's going to carry it. And he remarks on how heavy her purse is, only to discover that it has a book in it. <laughs> and course. he's like, you brought a book to the dance. And he's <laughs> like, I bring a book everywhere. And he opens it, and he reads a few lines of poetry, and then he sits on the floor against the exercise mats, and she sits next to him, and he just starts reading to her. And I thought that was very sweet. The portable Dorothy Parker. Yes. The collective works. <laughs> but... They mess up and they fall asleep. Shouldn't they have been more cautious about going into an unlocked? I, what if somebody had broken in? Well, it's not Ms. in Stars Hollow, Ms. but it's Miss Pat. Yes, you know. Whatever. <laughs> but they do make make the mistake of falling asleep. Yeah. And the next morning at 5.30 in the morning, they're awakened by Miss Patty and what looks to be the biggest gossips in the town. So, <laughs> panicked, Rory rushes out. And Dean says, you know, he'll come with her and explain it to her mom, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. But Rory refuses and she just runs off, you know. So, here we are back at the house. Those books can get you in trouble now. Yeah, apparently. But anything will put me to sleep. Yes, that is very <laughs> true. Everything puts him to sleep. <laughs> Emily is frantically trying to wake Lorelai, saying that... That Rory is not home. She says she sat down in the chair and must have fallen asleep. I woke up and found Rory went home. So Lorelai's, oh. you know, going through the house, calling Rory's name. Emily keeps insisting she call the police. Yeah, the party's you definitely know. over. Yeah, Lorelai yeah. is searching for the phone. Emily mentions again that she needs to just clean up so if there's an emergency, they can find the phone. The phone rings, luckily, and it's Miss Patty. Yeah. And when Lorelai hangs up the phone, she looks relieved. Then she explains to Emily that they were found at Miss Patty's, and Emily asks if that's a motel. <laughs> I do appreciate Miss Patty on that. Most, most time it's just gossip, but she did the right thing. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But it figures, though, that Emily would think that it's a motel. <laughs> but she has been introduced to Miss Patty. That so sounds I don't very understand. familiar. <laughs> yeah. But she's been introduced to Miss Patty, so I'm not sure why she didn't make that connection. Yeah, but whatever. Well, well, that was above her. Yeah. Know. Interesting characters. That's what she called them. Emily is still upset and asking what state Rory and Dean were found in. Oh, God. And Lorelai says they should calm down until they know what happened. And Emily says, what do you mean until we know what happened? We know what happened. Oh, Lord. Lorelai says, no, we don't. Emily says, they were out all night. And immediately I'm thinking... No, and you assume. Immediately I'm thinking to myself, yeah. okay, they're a great night. Ruined. Yeah, party's over. You know when you assume what you make yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Lorelai goes off to make coffee, but Emily chases after her, saying that she's watched her do a lot of stupid things in her life, but she's held her tongue. And at this point, Lorelai laughs and asks, You've what? <laughs> and Emily says, But I will not stand by and let you allow that girl to ruin her life. And Lorelai says, Mom, back off. And Emily says, She spent the night out with that boy, the one you let her run off to the dance with. And Lorelai says, Mom, so help me God, I will not get into this with you. And Emily says, She's doing the same thing you did. Lorelai says, No, she's not. And Emily says, She's going to get pregnant. Lorelai says, no, she's not. And Emily says, she's going to ruin everything just like you did. 
did. Ouch. You could immediately see hurt on Lorelai's face instantly. All that, all that repairing, goodwill, yes, bridges, out burned. the window. Yeah. And I don't think it was a fair thing to say at all to Lorelai. And I'm like, why can't you just get past it? Talk it out. It's very frustrating that these people won't talk about the pregnancy that Lorelai had and her leaving and come to terms with it, get past it, and move on. But I thought that was a slap in the face. And again, it's like... I mean, technically, she's right. Yeah, Lorelai got pregnant. And it is a concern that any teenage person might possibly get pregnant. But you can't just say she's going to ruin everything like you ruined everything. Yeah. You know, it's the saying that she ruined everything. And Lorelai says three times, no, she's not, no, she's not, no, she's not. Huh? And she, she's really lost it at this point. She's angry. She said, Rory is a good kid, Mom. She's not me. And I thought it was sad that Lorelai had to say she's not me. In other words, I'm not, I wasn't a good kid. And Emily says, what kind of mother are you to allow this to happen to her? And Lorelai says, I don't know, Mom. What kind of mother were you? Tit for tat. Emily says, you're going to lose her. You're going to lose her just like I lost you. And Lorelai said, I am not going to lose her. Do you hear me? Even if I hadn't gotten pregnant, you still would have lost me. I had nothing in that house. I had no life. I had no air. You strangled me. I do not strangle Rory. She says, oh, you're so perfect and I was so horrible. I put you in good schools. I gave you the best of everything. I made sure you had the finest opportunities and I am so tired of hearing about how you were suffocated and I was so controlling. Well, if I was so controlling, why couldn't I control you running around, getting pregnant and throwing your life away? And at that point, Lorelai says, get out. And Emily is taken aback and she says, what? This was, you could almost say that this could have been an inner dialogue of Emily's. She was talking to herself. As I mentioned earlier, she's conformed to that lifestyle. Was she suffocating inside? You know, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, but this is the first time that I've ever seen Lorelai react that strongly, telling her to get out. Oh, she was you know, totally justified in that. It, it really must surprise Emily, too, because her tone when she said what was just shocked. Well, first of all, you don't talk about somebody's kids, like, even if you're the grandparent, and you don't go up in somebody's house batting that stuff out without expecting any repercussions. Well, and that's exactly what Lorelai says next. She says, you will not come into my house and yeah, tell me I threw my go. life away. Look around, Mom. This is a life. It has a little color in it, so it may look a little unfamiliar to you, but it's a life. And <laughs> if I hadn't gotten pregnant, I wouldn't have Rory. Well, there's the conforming thing again. Yeah. I mean, it all fits in, to me anyway. Yeah. And at that point, Rory sneaks in the front door and she goes and hides behind the stairs because she can hear what's going on. And Lorelai says, maybe I was some horrible uncontrollable child like you say, but Rory isn't. She's smart and she's careful and I trust her and she's going to be fine and if you can't accept that or believe it, then I don't want you in this house. So at that point, Emily just walks out and slams the door. Well, that's like you. You would defend your child in front of somebody, but later on, you'll let them have it. That's what's Rory (laughs) creeps into the kitchen and immediately she starts thanking her mom for saying all of that in her defense, but Lorelai starts yelling at her. (laughs) And yes, that's true. It's one thing for you to have a conversation with your child and get on to your teenage daughter or your child at all, whatever age they are, about a decision that they've made that you don't think is good or a path that they may be going down or a fear that you may have. Yeah. 
but questionable. Yeah. That's okay for you because you're the mom, you're the parent. But for somebody else to say it, that's not acceptable. I would debate somebody else to the ground in defense of my kid. I don't care if they're right or not, even or as, if there might be an inkling that they might be even, right. Even as a step parent, you gotta tread lightly. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But Lorelai says, "What were you thinking, staying out all night? Are you insane?" Rory's like, "I'm sorry, it was an accident." Lorelai's like, "You're talking to the queen of staying out all night. I invented the concept. There is no accident. You can't do this. Period." Mm -hmm. Rory said, "Nothing happened." She said, "Do you have any idea what it's like to wake up with my mother here and find out that you never came home?" And Rory said, "Oh, so this is all about Grandma being here." And Lorelai says, "No, it's about the feeling of complete terror when your kid isn't in her bed in the morning." Oh my gosh, yeah. and I can relate. Yeah. And Rory says, "I." I'm sorry. And she says, and then it's about a whole different kind of terror when you find out that she spent the night with some guy. And Rory said, I didn't spend the night with him. We fell asleep. Lorelai says, you're going on the pill. And Rory, Rory says, what? <laughs> that is your first and reaction. And Lorelai says, <laughs> yeah. And Lorelai says, you're not getting pregnant. And Rory says, I'm not sleeping with Dean. What happened to all that stuff you said to Grandma? What happened to trusting me? Where did all that go? <laughs> and Lorelai says, I think it's back on Patty's yoga mat. <laughs> And I that is funny, but it wasn't said in a funny manner. Patty would appreciate And Rory says, this is crap. You know I didn't do anything. You know this is an accident. You're just mad because I screwed up and I did it in front of Grandma and she nailed you for it. She said, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I screwed up and I'm sorry that you got yelled at, but I didn't do anything and you know it. And then she storms into her room and shuts the door. And Lorelai just kind of sits at the table with her head in her hands. What pieces of this do you think Rory was right about and what pieces do you think Lorelai was right about? To the extent she's right. Right, but she doesn't have kids of her own and she doesn't understand the dynamic she's too young to understand how you would defend your kid and then in private you would break them over the coals because <laughs> you're still the mother you know and she's going at it as you're my friend now she's kind of more you're not my mom you're my friend but no she has to be the mother too yeah she's still confusing that but yeah Rory is right in the fact that she was letting her uh, Emily get in her head a little bit but she's trying to blow off what she did it wasn't a big deal well that is a big deal remember what I said earlier in the episode of you think because she argues with Emily that she doesn't see Emily's points. Yeah. But here we have two instances in this episode where she took in what her mother said oh, and yeah. she shares the concern. You're going on the pill. You're not going to get pregnant. And sometimes you don't realize it, but seeds get planted and then later on you think it's your idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I don't think enough time has passed no, for it to no, have been no, a no. seed that no. grew. <laughs> you know what I'm but, saying, though. Little um, things get into you. I, I definitely agree that Lorelai had every right to be upset that Rory did this because you don't do that to a mother. You don't stay out all night and not call. But I do think her blowing up was her but she, mother's influence. Yeah, I do. I, she was already mad. Yeah. So she might have handled it in a little bit less of a what well, the beginning expressive she was like, way. Calm down. But then her mother got her riled up. See exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, and then it. She, her mom said so many ugly things to her, and she said so many ugly things to her mom in that conversation before Emily left. That she was just mad by it's that point. It's easy to transfer that energy yes. onto someone else. That's so when Rory showed up, her concern turned into an attack on Rory. Righteous indignation. Right. Righteous indignation. <laughs> yes. The message was right, but the delivery was yeah, wrong. Yeah, she's lost that. And if Emily had not been there to get her riled up, Lorelai would have handled that Whole differently. Different 
situation. Yeah. She would have probably said a lot of the same things. But nicer. But nice, yeah. more nice. She would have couched Yes. It. Now, do you think it was a fair statement for Rory to have said, you're just mad because I screwed up and did it in front of Grandma and she nailed you for it? To a point. You I think mean, there was validity in that statement? Yeah. Emily hadn't have been there. She wouldn't have known about it. So she wouldn't have got so upset about it. Well, that's true. But she's trying to say, though, that you're just mad because... No, no, no. Uh, she's mad because she was out all night. That's no, what she don't realize. That's what I'm saying. Roy she, doesn't realize that fact. You well, could fall asleep, but she still spent the night with somebody. And Roy You know what I'm saying? Not well, in that sense, but she still was out. Two things. Roy did not have the benefit of hearing the entire no, conversation. No, no, no. So she doesn't know how badly Emily went after Lorelai and some of the horrible things and, that were said. And until you have kids, Roy, you don't know. Exactly. And then number <laughs> two, Lorelai would have been mad either way. She just handled it wrong because her grandma was there and she nailed her. All right. So I guess we... We made our case. We have settled it. Yes. In the court of popular opinion. What do you think? Don't know if anybody <laughs> agrees with yeah. us, but there you go. Parents out there, you just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Mark, what do we have for Scott's I Am All In podcast for the week? Okay. Uh, where is Luke Danes? There were two parts. So actually, I'm going to do this in reverse. Let's do the second part first. He entered interviewed Carla McClowski. She was the first assistant director on Gilmore Girls. She was the go-between for the director and the rest of the crew. If you find that interesting, they talk all about that. <laughs> I listened. I was fascinated. <laughs> on the rapid fire, I wanted to point out, she doesn't drink coffee. I relate to that. She smells snow. We both relate ah. to that. And she thought this is always a topic of interest here. Who's the daddy? She said, Luke was the daddy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> she took it to a whole nother stratosphere there. <laughs> Because he's kind of like her stepdad, if you think well, about it. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's not go there. So, let's move on <laughs> to the first part. Scott wasn't even in the episode. They talked about that. He even got paid for it, though. So, that That's was nice. that. Yeah, that was nice of them. He appreciated Dean's defense of Rory, which we both agreed. He stepped up as a good boyfriend, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They attempted to dwell into the psychology of Tristan. What makes him tick? His home life. Oh. What's going on there? Scott Patterson loved him. Yeah, but Scott wanted to Luke quotation Tristan mentor him be a father to him like he did that is something that um, Chad Michael Murray mentioned in that interview that I watched was that Scott took all of the the younger guys under his wing so he is like Luke yeah wow that really makes a lot of sense I said he's basically Luke but I'm just gonna stick with that I'm standing by that decision he loved how Chad layered his character which he believed led to the One Tree Hill yes and didn't he also say that he thought that that relationship with him and Rory could have led to something cool also oh yeah we yeah, thought. yeah 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 well like i said he liked the layering of his character he had several fans call in and weigh in on the topic and ask questions which he seems to do that's a little pattern they're starting to do a format they reenacted the asking to the dancing with oh that was so funny with heather from seattle well shout out there to you that was fun entertaining they actually tried which i want us to do the mashed banana toast oh my god <laughs> the co- consensus was heinous yes i said most non-triumphant like yeah. Bill and Ted. <laughs> but we'll we'll let you know how that goes when we do it <laughs> but uh what do you mean wait <laughs> You're not going to attempt it? I don't I'm in know. this on my own? I don't Come know. on, baby. You got to try it oh with me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I- I'll make her take a nipple. How about that? And I'll let you know how that works out for me later. <laughs> Pray for me, people. <laughs> uh, I'm going to attempt the impossible. 
Yeah, moving on to the pop culture uh, segment. They mentioned that Barbara Stanwyck was in the Back to the Future movie on the marquee with Ronald Reagan. She sure was. On the Essex Theater marquee. Yep. That movie was Cattle Queen of the Montana. Yep. That was also because they referenced Ronald Reagan later. The actor, he's president, you know, that's why they tied that in, actually. That ties into my reference of Dean and the Tree stalking earlier. What were you doing, George? Bird watching? <laughs> yeah. So Back to the Future tie in there. And then the infamous clown pillow was spotted in the scene. I didn't that, see it this time. Yeah, it was there. The creepy clown made his presence known. But then again, I wasn't really it, looking for yeah, it. Yeah, you try to avoid him, don't you? I think so. It freaks you it out. Freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. uh, they also mentioned that Caesar was in the background during the Dean-Tristan fight scene, which I did see a picture later. I saw the picture. That is confirmed. Yes, but uh, I totally didn't notice him at the time when he, you're watching well, it. Well, he's younger. He's a little bit more manly in the later season when he's working in the diner. But what, he graduated from Chilton and went and... I, and I don't I don't know if he for Luke. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> He went from Chilton to the diner. Yeah. Maybe he was a head chef. I don't know. They said the making of the dress out of the curtains was a Sound of Music reference. But. But we already. And and, and you know what? I will give it to them. It can be used as a Sound of Music Yeah. But that was more for the kids. She made clothes for herself yeah. and the kids out but of curtains. But it wasn't necessarily a dress. But before that movie. Yes. The first movie where somebody made something out of a dress was Gone with the Wind. Curtains out of a dress. Yeah. Curtains out of a dress. But that, that was specifically for a dress. But I want the people out there to decide which reference do you agree with? Their Sound of Music reference or our Gone with the Wind reference? You decide. Let us know. Go with our. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we preach. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we think we're insightful here. Yes, we <laughs> We think that. Yeah, but, we think highly yeah. of ourselves here. Lastly, I wanted to mention this was funny, I thought. He's really a good guitarist, I will say that. He plays a mean guitar. Of course, he's in his own band. But Scott had a Marilyn Monroe moment. Oh, do he's, tell. Yeah, you heard it. He sang Milo, a nice rendition of Happy Birthday, much like Marilyn oh. sang to JFK. <laughs> oh, okay, I remember now. <laughs> That's what I related it to. And he really laid on the licks there at the end, I will say that. I kind of get the notion that they're still friends in real life. Oh, yeah. And what's that last name? Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Oh, there you go. Fentamigla. <laughs> still don't say it you right. still didn't do it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I do. I, he's one of my favorites, though. Don't get me wrong. I make fun. But this is your life, yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He He's, yeah. America's dad. America's dad. A much needed improvement. Yes. <laughs> Well, that was it for the podcast. Yes, so let's get into what our favorite Loreline was for this episode. I'll have to go with Emily when she said, You did a lovely job with Rory and the dress. I love that line, too. Finally, a compliment without a slam. I really love that one, too. I wish I had thought of that one when I was thinking of which line. I'm still pretty confident in, in which one I chose. I went with Dean, his line to Tristan at the dance, when he said to Tristan, I'm not fighting you. It'd be like fighting an accountant. I'll call you when I need my taxes done. Yeah. That was hysterically <laughs> funny to me. That's what he looked like. Because Dean didn't have the time. Uh-uh. <laughs> So, what was your Rory? I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of sames here. I'm going with the touching moment shared between Emily and Lorelai when she's taking care of Lorelai and Lorelai saying, thank you, Mommy. I uh, thought that was... That was the same scene that I got picked. me. <laughs> got that my feels the, going. <laughs> that was the same scene that I picked because yeah. just Emily showing how caring she could be. Yeah, what it could have been. Showing tenderness to Lorelai that I've never seen her show before. Very unguarded. And Lorelai's response, calling her mommy. I've never heard her call her mommy before. Nah. And she was... It was almost like she was a, a young girl again, you know, before anything had gone wrong. 
Yeah. And it, back it, in time or something. It yeah. was very sweet and tender, and I I love that. Yeah. I loved it. So, what was your Emily? Once again, I think it's going to be the same. <laughs> well, all good things must come to an end, and Emily <laughs> blowing up on Lorelai because Roy didn't come home that night. I was glad that Lorelai told her to get out of her house. That was justifiable I, in my opinion. I think it was too. After what, all the things she was saying. Yeah. I picked that one too. Definitely the morning after fight for me as well. It I just hated that it ruined what little ground they had made the night yeah. before. Those bridges are burnt. Yes. It, it was just, I hated that that got ruined. When you attack somebody's kid, oh, And then that's over. the way she attacked Lorelai herself. Yeah. It was just ugly. That was like an extra treat. Ugly <laughs> without needing without yeah. needing to be. Gotta give it to that one. Yeah. So, alright. What was your hollow stars rating? Four out of five hollow stars. Like I said, five stars are hard to come by. Right off the bat, loot was in However, I did like the tender moment between Lorelai and Emily, albeit short-lived. <laughs> I did appreciate Dean defending Rory and being a good boyfriend. That was a plus for me. Yeah. So mine, I also gave it four hollow stars as well. I did miss Luke, just like you did. But I don't feel that there would have been a place for him in this episode. No. Because there were two main places, the dance or the house. There were two different distinct storylines going on. Yeah. Uh, Rory, Dean, the dance, Lorelai, Emily, Bond or fighting. I don't see how... And then Suki, of course, was the only well, other person really... She wasn't really in. needed either. If you think about it, Michelle, Richard, Luke, all those... Suki even, they wouldn't even have been missed. Suki being there... Luke could have brought food, but I think that was too early. Too early yeah. in their relationship. They weren't to that point yet. Yeah, But it so, worked with all her meds. She needed that. Yeah. So that tied in. But I loved the tender moments with Lorelai and Emily. I thought they were beautiful. Dean was definitely scored a lot of points with me in this yeah, episode. Yeah, he got some brownie points there. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved Lane's words of wisdom for yeah, Rory. she's good friend. And how she kind of guided her and pushed her to ask Dean to the dance, to have the talk. Once again, she had to be yes, pushed. Her mom, she had to be pushed. Lane. I was impressed by Lane and her wisdom. So, yeah. yeah. Overall, this was a I really... I love Paris's little outburst, too. Oh, yeah. Way. Of course, you gotta love anything yeah. Paris does. Yeah, this was a very solid episode. I loved it. I would definitely watch it again. Yeah. So, very good. All right. So, thank you guys for sticking with us. We are going to be ready, set to stream season one episode 10 for next week's podcast gear up and join us listen with us and we'll talk to you next time thanks guys thanks everybody bye 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 bye